Hello everybody. Welcome back after a little bit of an extended break. I hope you've had a good summer so far. I just wanted to give a little bit of a pre-episode shout out to the Wisdom app, which is a great little app where you can record yourself speak and then you can put that bit of wisdom out to anywhere in the world and someone else can pick it up. I've been invited to their podcast program. I don't know if they're just starting up, but anyway, I just want a big shout out to them and thank you for the invite for that. Today we're doing artificial intelligence with Dr. Ronan. I'm going to let it speak for itself. I'm not going to speak too much. I hope you all have a good two and a half hours, I think it almost comes out of. If you can't make it to the end, I'm sure we'll all forgive you for that. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. everybody, this is Drive Me To Your Leader with Mr. Red, and in this podcast we hope to bring to you discussion, argument, and maybe just some fun on the way through. Today we are back with Dr. Onan for AI, Artificial Intelligence. Yes, yes. How does it feel to be back after many months away? Well, I ha- I've had fun. I've had fun. It's been a roller coaster ride. I've been trying to negotiate with your agent for ages. Yeah, you know. no, I mean, it's hard to, as a, you know, a plastic surgeon for the world leaders. It's, <laughs> oh, no, I, 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 I do get around. I was, I was in Cuba two months ago. It was very fun. And I'm glad you've come out here in North Korea. I mean, if it wasn't for me, you probably wouldn't be allowed in, but here we are. That's a hell of a turn. I've got no answer. I was not expecting you to say that at all. <laughs> well, I swear I didn't mean to out you, but yes, we're in North Korea today, guys, and it is it is sunny. It is great. Only we've only seen two deaths so far. Only two. Yeah. Only two. I mean, and was, they were inadvertent. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like last night was mental, wasn't it? I mean, I gotta admit, it was a bit of a sesh. Wasn't it? it was a bit of a sesh. I mean, I can't believe he came out there, old Big Kim. Yeah, what a lad. What a lad. <laughs> what a night. What a night, dude. Honestly, man. I mean, we're so close. We all to got haircuts that and. We we all had to get them the same way. Yeah, and, but you know, that was part of the fun, really. If to anything. be honest, I like the uniformity of it. Like yeah. we were one with the big guy. It was, it was, and intense. he was one apart. So yeah, you there know we what? Are. He takes up a lot of room. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to the supreme leader. Well, anyway, you wanted to give a introduction to this topic, well, didn't yeah. you? So I'm just going to let you do it. Just to be honest. Yeah, I mean, just so you know, Mr. Red's very tired today, so I'll be looking after him. I mean, it's been a long flight and it was a sesh last night. So anyway, but yeah, yeah. what we were talking about, we were discussing like maybe, is it going to take over the world? Is AI going to be the big bad? Is that the question you want to do? I mean, well, well this is what we discussed in ages ago. We're like, what was it? Play four months ago now when we were, I mean, yeah. but I mean, that that's sort of like the premise I went for. Because my... My my position is, is like yeah, it's going to take really well, but not in the sense of like Terminator, Skynet. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm I not mean, talking like that. I think it will be everywhere. That's that, why. That's why I think that maybe that's not the question. But I think my no. argument is something a bit different okay. yeah, in yeah. the sense that I don't think it'll be as good as people are expecting. I think that's a good. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. I hear, you, I hear. You. Well, we may actually probably be already in agreement and get that gong out. Oh, just, it's, just end this now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, See you later, guys. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, we're going out to Pyongyang tonight. <laughs> We're going to celebrate. No, but like, I mean, what I wanted to say is like, yeah. I'm, they love I, karaoke there, by the way. So It's something popular in like the Far East, isn't it? I don't know like what Like Cambodia. That is. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Thailand, I think they're really big on it. Yeah. Like you get like casually like Celine Dion at 
karaoke. So they're, like, they're really good. You don't actually get Celine Leon. No, it's not, like, you don't casually get. I mean, you get like the equivalent of like you get these guys who are singing like the Titanic theme tune, like to like you know amazing precision. You know something, and they're just though, like buried down the. I, I have to admit. One show, like people always ask me, and this sounds really stupid, if you could be on like on any sort of show or a game show or whatever, what one would you be on? And you know, I have to say, I would actually want to be on Stars in Their Eyes. You know, when I'm, it comes out, and tonight, I'm, Matthew, yeah, 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 I'm going yeah, to be yeah. Celine Dion. <laughs> dun, 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 Mr. Red is Celine dun, dun, Dion. I mean, you would be a beautiful Celine Dion. Yeah. I think I would be. Yeah, I? yeah, yeah. Near, far, wherever you are. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'd probably be like, and tonight, Matthew... Uh, I'm going to be a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, I'm going to be Pete Dye. Yeah, yeah. Tonight, Matthew, you're going to be on 2CB. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, mate, that's a great joke. Sorry to advocate drugs on this podcast. I, to be a responsible adult and, you know, you know, take drugs. Live within the legal means of the territory you live in. Uh, yes, very good. Very say. good. Yeah. A, I think they call it a lawyer's dodge. But yeah, we're... like I mean, we're in North Korea, so we're allowed to smoke weed out here. Just so you know, you can smoke weed in North Korea. It's, it's great. It's great fun. As long as you don't get caught like everywhere else. No, 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 no. You can smoke. No, you can legally smoke weed in North Korea. Yeah, but there's no one that's look, got look out our window right now. Look how many weed plants you can see out this window. Yeah. I see a lot of famine, but I'm not sure about weed plants, to be honest. Well, I'll get into AI in just a sec, but I just, I just want to say one thing about North Korea. That's I do silly. as well, actually, but okay, I'll follow we, after you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they, they put human feces in the compost. Right. And so what that means is everyone got worms. So oh. everyone in North Korea, or near enough, everyone's got worms in North Korea, which adds to the famine because it means like the worms, when they do eat, the worms are eating the fucking food that they... Yeah, it's mad. Basically, just don't go there then, really. I mean, we're already here, so it's a bit late for us. Here's the but... thing, right? I've been thinking about this. Like, with Cuba as well, like, you know, the US has got all sorts of... Sa- oh, I mean, uh, most of the world have got all sorts of sanctions against these nations, right? Yeah. Do you think that helps the nations, or do you think it just makes them worse? Like, I... Because I was thinking about this, and I think, doesn't it just increase the control the dictators have over the land they're in when we do all this economically to them? Yeah, I mean... You know what I mean? Well, I'm thinking about that. I feel, and I just feel like... I get why they do it, but I just think it makes it worse. Well, the fact that we hung out with a big guy last night, I say America are completely <laughs> in the wrong. And thank you, my Supreme Leader, for having us stay here. Support the Imperial Navy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Support, like, down with South Korea. Like, make Korea one again. Yeah. Let the North and South reunite. Oh, no, I just think I'll cut this bit out. <laughs> no, no, leave this in, leave this in. Right, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah... Um, uh, Mr. Red is going to say whatever he wants to say. But yeah, I just, my position is I believe that AI is going to be creep into like nearly every facet of life. And it's a part of like a wider nexus of things that are happening in tech. So like my, what I'll ramble on about at points is probably not obviously AI, but it's linked with AI because I mean like Google and all that, like Google, for example, was a search engine, but it's now a AI first company, but it just so happens to have a search engine that owns YouTube, which gives it like a ridiculous is it though I don't know yeah they they. I think it was only this year just a side note we went to their main offices in Mountain View nice um, south of San Francisco are you saying that you visited America before North Korea what did you say you visited America before you came to North Korea I go to a lot of places (laughs) unbelievable (laughs) no but seriously I went there in Mountain View and it's a a hell of a place they pretty much like the the estate that they're on they pretty much own nearly all of it yeah just building off the building is like Google it's, 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 it's crazy, yeah, absolutely. We went through yeah. the, uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, the university bit as well. Is that what the best way of saying? You know, like the student bit, the, the campus, campus, that's the campus, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's hell of a, I didn't see the car that drives around with no one in it, though. Maybe that's somewhere else. Oh, I don't know about that. I didn't know there was a car that drives around with no one in it. 
Is that like yeah. a gimmick or something? Like, oh, there's a Google car. Is it, I don't understand. Is yeah, it? I don't know. Yeah. I Definitely. just I thought it'd be right near San Francisco actually because there's that movie, The I Internship, mean, with uh, oh god, Owen Wilson and um, wow. Vince Vaughn, and Vince I, Vaughn. and they make out like there's this bit where they're like starting to fail and then they go to like the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge and it's like as if the campus is right next to it. It's not. No, it's that... like an hour's drive. Yeah, they, it's, yeah. Like, it's not as if they just took the bus. There well, or it's like Paris in any film is that you have to see the Eiffel Tower within shot of the window, yeah. and it's just that's not true. It's, it's like Paris is it. huge. Mountain yeah. View is, is really quite far away from uh, yeah, yeah. the bridge itself. Yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah, yeah San Francisco and that bridge, mate. That's the main feature. If yeah. you can see through the mist, but um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I like looking at words every now and then. Not all the time, but every now and then I look at words. I had the the real urge to risen up and be like nerd. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> no, but like, like my was, wife did that to me when we were in the airport because I buy a book every single time Mr. I Red go into wife. It. Mrs. Red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah. There's a, every, I buy a book every time, and she just I was just randomly reading it, and I suppose it was quite an in-depth book. I think it was like I think it was quantum mechanics or something. Anyway, and she just turned around and she was like, like "Nerd!" I was like, what, "What do I say to that? I'm a grown man. We're both I'm grown. grown, grown we're both grown, grown people." Nerd. And she just turned around to me like we're in some sort of like you know like it. we're both like seventeen. Nerd. It's yeah. Like, what do I say to that? Well, you just say, I well, just, well, actually, I, I'm actually a grown adult. I just carried on reading. I just looked at her and thought, oh, I've got, oh, I'm not doing this. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to enter into this debate with you. <laughs> yeah, there's always a time and place for the nerd debate. And when you're reading quantum mechanics, you've got bigger things on your mind, you know? You're, you're, yeah, you yeah. really do. It's yeah. Oh, very, very briefly be before I actually continue about what I was about to say, yeah. is I saw Oppenheim the other night and it's all right. It's mm. okay. I don't, it's not bad. It's just not. I've correct. decided not to watch it. It's a lot of it's a lot of nonsense. No, no, sorry, it's a lot no, of information, not, not nonsense. It's a lot of information at once, and it's not really that. It's so they've, they've wrote out something really. They've wrote out Cavendish, right? Who, if you don't know who he is, he was the one. Not me. What's that? I'm not very well read on Oppenheimer. He discovered the neutron. And yeah. uh, people don't understand, basically, without neutrons, you don't have nuclear fission because neutrons mm-hmm. are the things that move around and actually produce the chain reaction in uranium. And he's the guy that discovered the neutron and they right. just wrote him out of the... They didn't even, he wasn't in the movie. Yeah, he's the, like a major the, part of the entire thing. Well, the, like, oh, well, he's, he was yeah. never alive. So I, I thought it was disrespectful to the guy uh, to and mean, I decided they, not to watch they it. They skim across so many characters. There's people that are important that like they're in it for two seconds or there's some people that come back and are like, I don't even know who this guy Yeah, but he was like a major point. I get what you're saying. It but like, so they, it was just they, like, they, how can you... How can, it's three hours long there, and like, they had to cram it. It should have been like a six-part season. And they would have been, you'd been able to like yeah. really like be with a moment because that's nothing. Sometimes some moments happen yeah. in the film, but you don't get enough time with the moment. But then you don't get that sort of and movie feel to it, I suppose. Like yeah, the, the it, epic scale of it. Yeah. It is is well made, but you don't need to go to the IMAX to see it either. I've like, got to be honest. I've been more interested in going and watch Barbie to tell the truth. Barbie. <laughs> Mr. Pink. No, because isn't it quite a deep... I've not watched it, but isn't it quite... Like, it gets quite dark or she gets arrested or something. I, I, doesn't she do crack and just take over a bank or something? I've I, got I, no I, idea. She like, starts an uprising. It sounds a lot more interesting, really. Yeah, to be honest. Again, I, I say it from the perspective of someone who's sort of looks into the sort of science stuff quite a lot so I go and watch it it's just kind of like I don't want to break away from this let alone <laughs> right, just right. going to watch it so maybe it's my own bias there really yeah yeah right so back, sorry about that tangent um, back to AI but yeah it's like we're looking at words I see I've, I've, I think I've made up a new word so you've heard it here okay. first exclusive on the podcast right, right what is it so right here let me get to the word okay so when you have no ruler or presider or no authority 
Yeah. That is called anarchy. Yeah. So without an acron, it comes from ancient Greece. Archos yeah. was the ruler, it was, it was a set of rulers over presiding over the, the assembly. Yeah. And then when you have one ruler, that's called monarchy, one ruler. Right? Yeah. And in Sparta, they had a duarchy because they had two kings. Is that what they called it? It was a duarchy. Yeah. Uh, di- no, diarchy. Sorry, diarchy. I was not say, duarchy. You come up with a better name than that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's diarchy or diachi. Yeah, okay, yeah. Diachi. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then so if you take Russia, for example, where it's ruled by a very wealthy elite, that's an oligarchy. It's like ruled by a gang or p- people that own a lot of resources. I just thought it was ruled by a guy who got bullied a lot when he was younger or something. Oh, Putin, you're on about. Oh, yeah. bless Putin. And then, like, you take the UK. Bless him. Yeah, bless, what, what bless, bless the lad. Bless the lad. God. He didn't mean it. Uh, but, yeah, so, and then you take the uh, kleptocracy, like, UK, where there's a, there's a cartel that just steal the resources. And then... what well, they're I, really good at it because people keep voting for that. So what well, we, we sell off to the, like, oil princes, the hedge funds. It's hilarious. Well, we sell it to mm. the French government. Uh, you know, like, the railway services to the French and the Dutch government. Don't I get me started that. with the energy infrastructure in the UK that's been sold Well, we'll France, save that yeah. for another podcast. And we get an old other big sandwich out of that one but that so this is my word algo archie we are being ruled mean? by the algo the algorithm so what i'll oh, see okay, i get where you're driving yeah right. that's i'm driving straight to your lead here with <laughs> dogs own on get in the car we're going to the algo archie bitches so yes yeah, like i mean like it's you're gonna have like um health insurance job applications and things like that you'll be judged on that merit like they're doing already an active which is something we'll get to in a minute Right. But like it, it, it's like the algo is going to be in so many forms and so many places that I just can't see it. You're not being outside the yoke of the algarchy. So what I want to also see is just give a like a quick definition of AI between us, I suppose. Right. So I mean, like uh, people say artificial intelligence, but artificial in some ways I think has a bad connotation. So it's not good marketing because when you think artificial, it doesn't feel nice. Does it like plastic trees? It's not a nice. Feeling, but like it's, it's I mean, that's what it is. But no, but it's more augmented intelligence. It's it's a tool that's like exaggerating a certain use. That's what it is. Like so, so you don't see. Well, the thing is, the, hang on. Yes, yeah, but the problem with that example is you you give an example of a tree, and then but then you say it's a tool. Well, but a tool a tree is not a tool. It's a resource. So shouldn't you see it more as a resource, not a tool? Oh yeah, it's definitely like a resource. Center, I don't know. I'm just. I don't know. Oh, right, yeah, the answer like, to that question. I'm just saying. Like you can turn a tree example. into a tool, but I mean, like what? Well, yeah. Like when you think artificial, it's not necessarily great. And also, I think like our AI isn't like, like. There's the idea that we'll recreate the human brain with AI. I think if we do anything like that, it'd be a page. Oh, that's it'll a big be a, part of my argument in that bit. Though, yeah, okay, we'll come a bit further. Okay. But my, my premise on that is just that it's a uh, what you call it a, a plagiarism of the brain we'll just mm. by accident have these very but it's, it's so complicated the brain that we'll just by luck mimic it but it won't because we know it it's we're just copying it like a child copies an adult doing daily activities this right? is the yeah sorry no go on what's yeah uh, and I, so i rang these okay. up later yeah and then and then i'll right, so just, I'll say just a brief history of ai that like I've looked at. Mm-hmm. So you've got like 1940s, you've got the human computing. So basically it's people like, it's called the Mathematical Tables Project. It's basically just a load of people at a desk just writing it's on code. code breakers usually. That's right, that's yeah. right. So it's just basically like, it's a load of nerds being really nerdy. But like the thing is, the issue with <laughs> nerds being nerdy. Thank you nerds, that's how we're going to explain you from now on. Just a bunch of nerds being nerdy <laughs> silly nerds <laughs> and, uh, and uh, basically um, uh, and then in the 1950s old Mr Alan Turing was saying that within a few decades we'd be able to mimic um, human intelligence 
and it was 1956 we had the Dartmouth Summer Project mm-hmm. at Dartmouth College and that's where like 10 scientists got together funded by the Rockefeller Foundation and uh, they basically just talked about like making these systems like AI yeah. today and uh, there's like what's his name McCarthy he said this was called the look ma no hand zero because what they would do is make these little micro world systems and they were in a very limited sense very mm. good at showcasing the future you know functions we could do with ai mm-hmm. um so there's something known as like the shaky robot for example where it had like integrated logical reasoning and perception and planned physical activity is known as the shaky robot because it was so juttery doing any of its activities but it could it showcased that you can do something with and this is 1956 it's quite impressive yeah and then you had the eliza program which is like imitated rogerian psychotherapist it just basically repeated things back at you and it made the person who was typing into it like felt they're being heard mm-hmm. and but there's weaknesses in those because they're really uh like early basic methods which meant there was a like a limited amount of functionality but also the key thing about any ai is that you need lots of data and training material and you need a lot of computing power which has led to loads of like uh, ai winters and summers mm-hmm. so for example a, a the first winter was in the 1970s because after these initial dartmouth experiments etc people uh what's the word were skeptical of ai and didn't and they saw the limitations of it so the mm-hmm. funding dropped and it was in the early 80s where japan led the way really it was known as the fifth generation computer systems project and they had a public private partnership and they just funded a lot of AI companies. They funded a lot of computing companies and they started seeing a lot of progress. So the Americans started joining in and then you get this rolling ball effect of basically people piling in with mm-hmm. a lot of funding and then it reaches its limitations and then the funding drops back. But at this point, they they saw the rise of expert systems. These were rule-based programs that made simple inferences from knowledge base of facts. And they're very expensive on large scale. And because they were so huge, it was very hard to basically change them in any change of the market, for example, any change of like uh, code and et cetera. So what happens in the winters is there's a lot of technical work, those that still persist. But like the good thing about summers and winters is the summer you tend to get a lot of gluttony. So you get a lot of ideas mm-hmm. and you get all the cowboys start turning up. You get a lot of waste. And the good thing about winter is it primes that back, trims it back, and then you get the best still survive and then you get the next wave of summer which and it's that's the general cycle and that's where you get like advancements in genetic um, algorithms and neural networks in the 90s and yeah so you basically just get this evolution of um, methods continuing and then we get to sort of today essentially where there's been a lot of over the last 10 years funding again in ai from like Google, um, uh, Microsoft, et cetera. More than that is like governments are chasing like the Chinese government, American, British government, Indians as well. Uh, well, any any nation's private soul is jumping in because the fear is if you're not getting on AI, you'll be replaced by someone that is. So from the worker, from say like you and I, or the, to a government, if you're not getting in on AI, yeah, you're going to be trounced by those that do. But like, so I'll just sort of end it here as well. as like some, some of the like benefits of it, not benefits, <coughs> Like examples of it, it's like 1997. I'm a fellow, um, a program named Logistico, uh, beats a, a te- what was his name, Takashi Murakami in a six game match and it wins every game. Beats right. Every yeah. Game. Yeah. And in chess, Deep Blue program beats um, the world champion guy, um, Kasparov. Mm-hmm. I think he was the one guy that went a bit insane near the end, but that was in 1997. Checkers, for example, the first program was. Um, this was the first program to play a game better than its creator, and that was in 1952. Mm-hmm. And in 1950, sorry, 1904, Chinook, a, a checkers program, won a world championship. This was the first time a program did so. And in like 2002, there was uh, Jonathan Schaefer, I think that's his name, the pronounce his name, 
Um, his teams solve checkers, and what that means is the program will always make the best move possible. Yeah, and then also with Scrabble, for example, there's a program that like beats any Scrabble player, and that's in 2002. So it's like in a defined framework, AI is brilliant. It will it'll work it out. It will be a genius at that thing, mm-hmm. but it won't be good at anything else. And yeah, that's really the point, isn't it? Because underneath all of that is the question which never no one really asks when they come across this stuff, which is, well, what's the point? <laughs> No, that's a genuine question. Like, okay, so it can beat you at chess. Yeah, but what's the point? Yeah. Like, I don't. That's a demonstration. Like, that's what, a demonstration. What, but the thing is, why would I? Uh, I mean, I play chess to have a good time and, ha- and play a game. I mean, I don't really play it. But if I did, that's why I'd be playing it. So the point is, you can create a, a program to do that. But then, why would you play? I know. So, <laughs> so one what's thing, the point? One thing to bear in mind. So it's like the wedge idea. What? What um, computers did, like Microsoft in the 90s with Windows, is they had solitaire on um, their computers. The whole point was it was to draw people into the computer. So like a, ba- a person would play a basic game like solitaire. I remember my dad played solitaire, but i loving it. Mm. And then they would be uh, exposed to the computer, and then they would get better at using the computer as a consequence. And this is, this is yeah, the wedge technique. You, know, you get this, like, um, there's this thing with... Uh, which a psychology experiment proved it, but they essentially came to the conclusion that if people participate on a willing their own accord, so if they paid money for something, mm-hmm. they're more likely to take it seriously and feel what's the word like, uh, yeah, take like, take it sincerely mm-hmm. um, than if, for example, I gave you something for free. So let's take personality tests for example. You do a personality test. If you paid for it, you would um, be more likely to like believe the results. You could mm-hmm. probably get the same test for free online somewhere if you looked in the right place. Yeah. Like the ocean test, for example. And but because you didn't pay it, you probably won't take it seriously. Or, you know, there's there's a problem. So this is another thing that's uh, which we'll touch on later on as well, is the idea of using games and things where you participate in to get into like AI, for example, like computing. But yeah, it's it's when you come back to the idea of like why make it good at chess, is it's shown its example. But it's also that's like it's it's a it's a set defined of rules. It's, it's and not you really. Apply, you, they're, they're trying to mimic intelligence, right? Yeah, but that's not really the question. I meant. Uh, no. What I by the question really is that, and this is the the concerning thing with these kinds of things is that they, they always miss the point of why you're doing something in the first place. I well, okay. So my, I think a lot of it is down to authoritarianism and just control. I, I, I honestly think a lot of like there's there's good uses of AI. So okay, let's talk about the benefits. It can take in a lot of information, and that's great for healthcare. For example, you can scan the DNA code, and you can find like uh, like what I'm fascinated by is the fact like five years ago there's an AI program that can detect someone if they're going to get um they like the very early symptoms of Alzheimer's just through their speech, mm-hmm. and also it's like they can like detect through DNA what you're more susceptible to disease wise. And it, like when it comes to cancers, you get a lot more. Is, is it called uh, false positive or something like that? I think that's the word when when they basically accidentally have a, a false positive for cancer and the like. It's you. It helps um, to have more accurate tests when people have cancer. It's fascinating that they can do that. And also, it's like Google, for example, made a um, program. Let me get the word. Just that MedPalm, mm. and this was back on January the eighth this year, for, and. It's a language model that's three times bigger than ChatGPT, 
And at the time, it was only like a 200 gigabyte file was not attached to the internet. And when it was asked medical questions, it only passed with 50% accuracy. And I say only, that's still impressive. And that was when it was generalized. So when you have generalized AI, it's just got, you know, it's not specified, of course. So you can train it. And then over time when they trained it, when it was asked like clinical diagnostics and did the, the exam, like the, I can't remember the name for it, but there's an exam in America to be a doctor, like the certain bar. Um, it got 92.8% accuracy and a human expert gets 92.9% accuracy. And that's now. So that's the the things with AI, it has this amazing progress curve and it will hit a wall. And like, as we said about the summers and winters, but like, so it's, that's one of the things it's really good for. But it's also this, which I'll talk about a little bit later. It's just the thing about authoritarian governments using it to like scan people's faces and work out who's going to, like the minority report, who's going to be a violent person like Israel is great for it. They got like this whole scanning system. And ironically, a lot of these AI systems are unintentionally racist because who is making the the framework of the AI is a human person with their experience, right? And so if the Israelis are concerned about Palestinians being violent, when they have these um, these cameras scanning people's faces, they're scanning Palestinian faces and they're less likely to put a negative score on an Israeli face. Uh, the irony is... Yeah, I mean, yeah, but there's, I've, there's a way... There's a question that's beyond that, which is what happens when that machine makes another machine, which is ultimately what they think is the problem is going to be. Okay, yeah. If you see what I'm saying, because then you don't... You, no, it's self-replication. Sort of, yeah, yeah, essentially that's what will happen eventually. But, I mean, I, that's all well and good. And, I, you know, I, I don't dispute any of it. But the problem is, is that you still left with the same question and that is, well, what's the point? Like, it, well, it is though, isn't yeah. it? If you think about it, because it's it's one of those where... I literally went on chat GPT a little while ago and we got into, I don't want to say we, like it's a living entity, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's the kind of replication you're dealing with now, isn't it? Where it makes you feel that way. Got into a discussion basically, which was what happens if we add emotions into you. And to be fair, the response I got was very interesting because it was a response of, I basically, we don't know what would happen. It, it would have really, it didn't say questionable results, but it basically just said it would have completely unknown consequences. And we've got no idea how it would process that. And that's important because if you don't create emotional states within these things, then what's the point? And I and I, I said this before, because if you're, you're alive in the world, right, as far as you're able to perceive, right? Yes. Now, the thing that keeps you alive isn't the fact that your cold logic keeps you going forever. No, no, no. It is, no it's no, not. Right, in fact, right. that's a way to navigate the world you're in. Yeah, you're right. But it's not the reason it, you it's not the reason you give yourself for being alive. No, no, you no, give no, yourself no. an emotional response and th- yeah. the reason we give ourselves that response is because it gives us that defining purpose. Yeah, yeah. And the problem is if you don't give that defining purpose to something like that, then what's the point of it? Like, I, because, yeah, yeah. What, so, what, what is the point in the long term of doing it other than trying to basically cheat biology essentially is what you're trying to do? Yeah. So there's the, um, the idea, like, oh, what's it called? Let me get the word Rocco's Basilisk. Have you heard of that conundrum? No. So Rocco was the author and he posted on, um, No Better form or something like that. It's, it's, right. It's a form run by a big AI company. If one is, I can't who now. But yeah, and the basilisk is like a, it's a mythical animal that once it stares Yeah, I know what it is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just for the audience as well. When it stares at you, it kills you. Um, and his his um, idea was that if there was... Lives at Hogwarts. 
The, or I lived at Hogwarts. Yeah. I, I never saw Harry Potter, ladies and gentlemen. You, have you, you, you've never seen any of them. This is this is the direction I get all the time. I'm subjugated to this. Yeah, I can this see the discrimination. I get this all the time. And my niece has got really into Harry Potter recently. I'm like, and you've never read I've, any I've of only, the books I've only seen the, No, no. So I've seen the first one, and I. But you've seen one of them at least. Yes, yeah, so I get how bad. But you it didn't is. like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um and yeah, so like I, oh, I, I no. we did have the books. My brother you just stared at all the books. If anyone that can't see this, I have all the books in this room. Yeah, they're, they're right next I to me. Stop reading them. Well, I finished reading them a little while ago. He's got them. He's holding up a, a bookshelf of them. It's brilliant. I must admit, when I finished, you know, when you finish a story, and then you, your whole life feels worthless. Not because like the story wasn't good, but right. the, you got so into that world that when you finally have to leave that world, you feel like, what the hell am I going to do with my life now? Like, uh, <laughs> that's the kind of story you feel at the end. I, and I was you want re- it to go on. Once you know? I saw the first Harry Potter, I was relieved that I wasn't going to live. I didn't that feel well. that way I get, over I the movies. It was all right. I just never watched the rest. That was the I, I don't that's mind. Fine. But I uh, yeah, I like Lord of the Rings. I went with that instead. I know you can watch both, but I just I'm I reading just, the books on those at the moment cool. as well. Yeah, because I'm a nerd, apparently. Oh, huge! huge so huge nerd. But yeah, so this was this was Rocco's um, proposition. So he said that this uh, this is what he posted on this forum, and it caused quite a stir amongst the paranoid um, people on the forum. So what if in the future a somewhat malevolent AI were to come about and punish those who did not do its bidding? What if there were a way for this AI to punish people today who are not helping it come into existence later? Yeah, but that's an emotional in, motive. In that, yeah, in that case, weren't the readers of Less Wrong, that's the forum, mm-hmm. um, right then being given the choice of either helping the AI, that evil AI will come into existence, or be condemned to suffer. Now, you and I would read that, and it's like, uh, you just had your idea, right? But for some yeah. people, they believe this will happen. And this is like The Ring. As in, you know, the film The Ring, if you see the film... For me, it's a normal argument. No, no, but yeah, yeah, we'll come to that. But like, uh, there, there's a well in the ring, and if you see this this videotape, you die in seven days, right? Yeah. But a lot of these people, they had to take this post down because they said, "Now you've you've put us. Well, now we know that we are condemned unless we let this AI rise." It's a weird paranoia, but they that makes no sense to me. Personally. Yeah, so like the, one one way of looking at it is like uh, if there I get was it, an AI, I just feel like that's a really weird. Oh, response. It's, it's it is it is. Was this Reddit? No, no, it's less wrong. It's called less wrong. Oh, so like usually is, Reddit's that hysterical. And you've got a lot of like on there. very smart. Well, I say intelligent people. Uh, well, they're not that intelligent, then are they? They're very paranoid. I, 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 they're probably, I, I beat the argument in one line. I feel <laughs> they need to. Yeah, I feel they need to go and touch grass a little bit. But hey, it's it, anyway. But the like thing, the, the idea is like so. For example, if you have um, an AI that needs to eradicate, um, why uh, does it need to eradicate? No, no, if it needs to eradicate cancer. And okay. it gets to the erroneous conclusion that how you get rid of it is just to kill humans, right? And then and then it goes on a recourse of that. That's one example you could say. Or oh, there is just a genuine malevolent AI that works out and is conscious to some degree, or conscious completely, and it goes right. Oh, yeah, but it, humans because they're the ones the, that are going to turn me off. No, no, but this is where the argument. Falls. But then there's emotion. This, but this is the argument where yeah. the argument always falls short because yeah. that's an emotional motive okay yeah. so if we say that's emotional motive yeah that's important because to create emotions you have to use chemicals yeah right yeah. you can't mimic an emotion mm-hmm. an emotion is a natural chemical response yeah and this is why i keep going back to this because to create a truly aware being yeah, yeah. you have to produce chemicals in some kind of thing that we would say as a brain yeah now 
you can't just have it how they're having artificial intelligence. I've said this it's before. Weird, it's, it's like that weird, X it's... Machina movie. Did you ever see that? Oh, no, no, I do want to see that. I've brought it up on the podcast before and I won't tell you what happens. Uh. But basically, to me, it felt silly because yeah. it was an unemotional being who is just is trying to do anything it can to get out of the situation it is. It's in a, a survival situation. Sure. I won't give, say much more than that. Okay. And... I thought it was silly because it wouldn't care that it was in a survival situation. Yeah. If I wasn't able to feel, right, yeah, and let's yeah. say, and let's say I wasn't able to feel so much so that I wasn't even aware I was alive because I was mimicking intelligence. Yeah. Why would I want to be it alive? Has, it what lacks would, what the would limbic be the system, point? You know, the reptilian brain and all the, that. that like, our our would, brain it, it takes so long is, to get here. The thing is, it's not even if you're dealing with a psychopath's brain, which is no. like. Because a psychopath has emotions. Yeah. It just doesn't have emotions for other people. And that's important. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, we're dealing yeah, with yeah. something even far more removed from that. Yeah. So yeah. the point of that's what I'm trying to say is the moment it realized it would be alive would probably be it. It'd be like if it was able to re- if it was able to realise it was alive without yeah. any emotions, it would just be like What's the point of all of this? And power down. Yeah, I've said yeah, this powered. before, but then, because that's, isn't, that's isn't, that how I, it works. I didn't look into this story. I just saw it and skipped past it. So forgive me if like it is just BS. But no, I'm not there, saying no, it no, is. no, 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 no. I'm not talking about Rocco Basilis. I'm talking about another. Oh, okay, yeah. So what what it was is there was this robot like was basically stacking shelves and giving things to customers or something like that. Yeah. And after like. 12 hours or something it just shut down as yeah, in it just exactly, it realised yeah. uh, now it did it realise exists. I highly doubt that but it just shut down because it probably was overworked and sort of demonstrates like, how much people go overworked but yeah, but yeah so like again like the Rockies Basilisk is just like an interesting thought experiment of, but it, I don't take it seriously I'm not I, I'm sorry if I've condemned any nerd out there to uh, to be perished by this evil AI but I don't think it'll go that way no. because at the end of the day it is a corpus to us the, the AI is a corpus to us it's not hasn't got an emotional um, a reaction it's just because yeah, well, if you don't train, I don't know if you've seen some of the text, for example, of AI mm. like trying to write a journalistic article mm. when it was really like not primitive but like uh, a basic, and it's hilarious because it just chucks anything out there. Or there was that Twitter. It has bot no understanding of context, that, which requires that's emotions. It. That's it's, the it's point. got it's got the internet. It's it's got the intelligence. Sorry, it's got there was data. Mm-hmm. But what happens is like, yeah, it's not trained and you've got to train it. But like there was that Twitter bot, which the, it basically consumed all Twitter mm. and then it was it went live and then you could ask it things. And within like 30 minutes, it was really racist. And it just, yeah, and they had God, to shut it down. It, they had to shut it down because, oh, it, yeah, dear. it turns out because it, it consumed our data, which yeah. is humans. It does. A lot of people are pretty racist, especially on Twitter. So that's mm. the thing. But like that, so that, to get past that Rocco thing, for example, that's just the, the issue with AI is the lack of like the emotional core. But what it's good at is like, for example, let's just go through a quick bit of point. It's like it helps aid decisions. So you can potentially make better decisions. Um, you can optimize external processes. You can create new products and pursue new markets, um, capture scarce knowledge. Um, and reduce headcount on like free automation. Now that's like a negative, I uh, just, a positive I and a negative. I think it also it creates. Pro- sorry, it, sorry, no, it creates immense blind spots within people as well, and that's the thing that's not being... because they're like not using their mind or what? What do you mean? I assume, like, if you blind... make, if you let something else make all of your important decisions for you, yeah. how are you going to be good at making important decisions? Yeah, so that's it. I, I, I sort of agree with you on this. Like, if you just you go, I, mean? I can just go to this thing and it just type up. But so that's the other thing. That, so when ChatGPT came on the surface, came came out to the public. Sorry, um, 
the people were using it like to write articles, etc. And it just like you can tell that di- there's a subtle difference between an AI voice, mm. when I say voice like the that 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 authentic voice you have. Yeah, but they would say not the literal human voice. They would say to you that it's going to get better. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Like so, that that it is getting better. That's the scary thing. It is getting to the point where it's really hard to decipher. But um, it's there's also like when you read some journalist piece from someone like I don't know Hunter S. Thompson, for example, has got a certain style. An AI can't do that without Hunter S. Thompson. It needs Hunter S. Thompson to make that style. Yeah, it needs previous examples. And that's to that's do it. really the point as well. Like when they say we're, uh, machines are going to not make machines, but it's like, have you ever heard of replicative fading? Like, well, if you take a photocopy of a photocopy and you keep doing it, eventually the photocopy is going to degrade so much that you won't realize what actually was there. Okay, and it's the same thing. Like, yeah. they're not going to be. I mean, you can say they're going to be upgrading and the rest of it, but again, what's their motive to upgrade themselves? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've really got to ask that question. You could say, so they're more efficient. But then you get to the point where it's like, yeah, but why do I care about being more efficient I than that? I, I, I just, I, I was... I was, I was You're going to have a massive stagnation. And this yeah. is the point. You have to... The only way to get around that is by giving it emotions. And then when you're able to do it, if you're able to do that, then you can get onto the argument of, is this thing really alive? Right, right. And that's a question that's beyond anybody yeah. because then you get into the the question of, well... There must be I, the, the only way you can say that they are, aren't alive is by saying that there's something yeah. inside people or otherwise that comes from somewhere else that gives you that life. Yeah, and yeah. you can't be created yeah. inside this world. But that's an argument beyond anybody. I, 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 I so there's a story I'm like playing with, and I sort of think of the idea of like so AI is a stepping stone. Like so, the way I put it this way, like the dinosaurs existed and they became our fuel. Yeah, and then we're doing our thing, and I, and, uh, I don't know. It, it might, it might, but this is just for a story. I was right, so like, yeah. it's like it's like a funny little experiment. But like it's like so we we exist and we do our thing, but we make AI and it, yeah. like, it blows us off and it and it cuts off across the universe because it's able to survive for longer trips than human body, or whatever. Radiation. So, that's so we get free, radiation. Yeah. It's it's better in zero gravity things like that. Yeah, like if there was a God's plan, put it that way. We're just a stepping stone in it, and that, yeah, that's just literally just a, 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 a yeah. I can a, see why. Yeah, that. It's, it's a writer's idea. That's all that is. But yeah, it's sort of like one thing I said a moment ago was just that it like helps with automation, and now that's a good or bad thing. So let's go to work, for example. Let, let's go to the idea of work, which yeah, is the, the big. That's the big. You've also fit. got to take into account that the robotic side of it is nowhere near the level of the AI side of it. No. That's the that's the key point. Like everyone's saying, AI is going to be able to do all this. It's like it's not going to be able to do a lot actually yeah. until they're able to develop a body that's going to be able to be up to the job. Yeah, let's be realistic about that for a moment. But yeah, like um, well, there's, there's, this is the fear of AI. So, for example, I don't know if you heard of Babylon Health. So yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's an AI program which is like a health program, like so a health app. And what well, you it's do, a company, isn't it? It's, it's a company. Babylon yeah. Health is a company, but like, yeah, for for the listener that doesn't know, it's like they it's an app which you can talk to an AI consultant, mm. and then the thing is, for because of regulation, after that, it puts you through to a, a natural doctor. Yeah, but it's through the app. It's not mm-hmm. like you, so. Good thing about this is that again, like I said a moment ago, AI is really good at scanning a lot of information and being a bit more precise. Um, but it's um, the human part of it. It cuts down waiting this time, and they've been trying this out in Kenya, for example. Kenya's a big basket for um, tech uh, guinea pig uh, like experiments because it go that all the tech companies go to the third world, or I'd say it's the third world, the developing world. Wherever Some things don't from, change, do they? They do it because there's a lack of regulation in law, <laughs> which is hard to do in like America and Europe. They love your authoritarian com- uh, countries, and they love your like sort of so quote unquote. I don't want to go off topic here, but. 
you know, I was for the first time I listened to that uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. guy. Have Oof. you ever? And, I've never listened to him. Listened well, to him. he's got this argument against vaccines and I have some sympathies to an extent in the sense that I can see how these pharmaceutical companies would um, take advantage of people because they're the worst companies on this earth, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I, so I have some sympathies, but I don't yeah. think he's quite right on it. But like, he's made this argument that Bill Gates basically took a load of uh, vaccines yeah. from uh, that one... Very, I can't remember the actual thing about it. they were either experimental or they had something wrong with them, and he just donated like millions of them to like Africa. And it's like I can see him doing that. Yeah, because he's very honest. Yeah, no, right. There's just because oh, it was I like to try and test name. to see if it would work. And I was like, that I can see him doing that. There's a really good, and I, I'm annoyed that I've forgotten her name. She's a great Indian lady, and she's very smart, and she really like goes at Bill Gates, and she's he's a terrible guy. Really picks apart like or like he is everybody a, knows he's a terrible guy, but yeah. no one's doing a thing about it either. Uh, my my. Apparently, like, the thing is, I, I I take this with a pinch of salt. My first girlfriend's dad had an idea nicked by Bill Gates. He supposedly, I, again, is where I'm a bit like, mm, is it true? Because he probably was a liar, right? But um, he had the idea of like all the charts on like PowerPoint and Excel, yeah. And supposedly, Microsoft stole that idea from him and didn't give him any money. But hey, yeah, if that's that could, true. Or not, it could well I don't be know. true because Microsoft did they get have, fined a lot of money. Yeah, because they're, they're and the happy. Bill Gates interview from the eighties where he lies like hundreds of times. Yeah, he's he's he's, you know, he's, he's like the Thomas Edison of our time. He's just he takes a lot of work from other people. Oh, you know, people are hard on Thomas Edison in hindsight, yeah. but you know what? There was things that he did that I don't agree mm. with, mm. but he did come up with some things himself. Hey, yeah, fair enough to him. Fair enough to him. He was, so, it was a hard worker. I'll give him that. He wasn't was a the hard only, worker. All I'm saying is he wasn't the only inventor, scientist or whatever back then who had a lab full of people yeah. and was taking all the credit. Yeah. A lot of them did it. Yeah, so... A lot of them, a lot of them took credit. If, if, because what you've really got to understand is that I... is you, I mean, you probably know this yourself, is that mm. women in history, it's been turn of the century and all sorts, when they were trying to get into science... The misogyny was probably the highest Dude, you'd ever yeah. know, and and I don't know yeah. why, but in the field of science, it was terrible. Like there was, like for example, Nerds. the person who worked out um, that the sun was mostly hydrogen. I forget her name, and I really hate myself for forgetting her name. Yeah. But it was a woman. I think it was in the fifties. I, I could be wrong. But yet she didn't get any credit until years later because of the level of misogyny in in the science fields. Yeah. So I get why people these days have like overcorrected themselves so much. I think because the, the, the Cecilia Payne. Gap- oh, you've looked. Don't act like you just looked up. Like I've literally you. looked up. Yeah, she was born in 1900 to 1979. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so I get why people are like overcorrecting these days on yeah. that on these sorts of issues, and and they're still. But the problem is, is that. We just need to find that middle ground with it. I think, you know, yeah. no, going just too so far the other way, I guess. 1925, her doctoral thesis that the stars were composed primarily of hydrogen and helium. 1925? 1925. I didn't realise it was that early. Gaposhkin. Sorry for that. Did she not Sorry. receive the acknowledgement until the 50s, maybe? Maybe uh, that's why I'm I literally just did a quick Google. Um, but, yeah, you know. Yeah. But fair enough. And that's, that's an important but, uh, thing. Is that's that? Important. There's that photo of, like, it's like a... In the photo, there's like nine Nobel Prize winners or something like that. It's like Einstein's there. You've got the Heiden- Nobel Prize, by the way. But like, there's one is- woman, and there's one woman, and she's the only person to win two or some some really decorative award women. Prize. There's many. And women, she's the only woman. That- there's many women that made many discoveries around that time. They just didn't get acknowledged. It's it's yeah, actually yeah. disgusting, to be honest with you. I I can. I mean, to be fair, like if we all know the real reason, have you ever met? Science nerds, you can understand why there's a bit of like such an Some of them are okay. I mean, like they're just scared. if you ever look at someone they're like scared. Heisenberg, he's always troubling because he was working for the Nazis. 
Yeah, yeah. And then uh, like there's what a, few, a guy. There's a few of them that afterwards they're kind of like didn't ever acknowledge that they did it yeah. either. And it's like yeah, yeah, you were yeah, literally yeah, trying yeah. to develop an atomic bomb yeah, for the yeah, Nazis. Yeah, yeah. We know you were doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like, get, we like, know you were doing it. Again, so I'll say I bet that didn't make it an Oppenheimer either. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later, but that's just how like 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 scientists and like tech guys love authoritarians because the government's because it's a mix they re- they you, re- can't re- that. You, you can't say re- that. Oh, not all of them. Not, not, no. Yeah, Einstein got out. You know, fair enough to him. He got out. But um yeah, but I was gonna say about the Babylon health thing, for example. Sorry, like, yeah, I've yeah. gone way off. No, that's fine, that's fine. Oh, but, just like- one last thing. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> seriously. You know the Nobel Prize? Yeah. It was by a guy with last name called Nobel. I forget his first name. He do you know what do you know why he came up with that prize? Because he killed a load of people. Because he literally like, was just like. inventing weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he thought, How can I improve my PR? And then he came up with that. Yeah. And then that's everybody's right. forgotten, not yeah. only him. But what he was actually doing, it's just like the ultimate yeah. sleight of hand, isn't it? It's they, like, no, you were not a good guy, but they, yet they, they still give yeah. these prizes out today. Yeah, and it's like, they, and they, it's they, like hang on a minute. They Can we not to, call it something else? They gave it to Obama, didn't they? <laughs> Which is quite amusing. But, um, Obama, really? Obama's got a Nobel Prize. Now, for what? Uh, he got voted in as president. He got voted in as president? I don't know what it was for, but like it was just... Someone comes up with the idea of hydrogen being in the sun and then he come, he gets just gets voted in president and he gets It was something like... It, it was crazy. very... Yeah, it was a bit silly. That's but mad, isn't it? They make a joke about the whole... That little subtle joke. Anyway, but yeah, with like Babylon Health, for example, they... Um, with the, what the owner... The CEO, I forget his name. He said that the older generation like human contact... But the younger generation actually like contact with the AI. So what they want in the long run, well, he doesn't say this bit, but in the long run is that basically it just be AI led. And and with the benefit of that is you cut down waiting times, everything runs a lot smoother and efficient. So that could be something future for our health service industry is you're not actually in contact with many people. But what does that mean in the health service industry? Like how many more doctors are going to be out there? And this is one of the worrying things for yeah. for the future of of work is that we we've got one of the issues with our like the first industrialization and the second industrialization phases is it led to the bigger city populations, but also led to the fact that we had germ theory and we end up having better healthcare. And there's a lot of us alive now that probably wouldn't be alive like 200 years ago because we'd have died of like all sorts of things like you had probably broken a leg and then it got infected or whatever, and you could have probably died from just a simple thing from that. Um, I think seventy percent of people at some point in the surgeries before well, they were just cutting people off, like legs off and like mm. a old style operating fear. I think like seventy percent of people yeah. died, not just of the initial like leg cutting, but mm-hmm. of the infection afterwards. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. not a good survival. Rate. Not, no, Would you terrible. want me to cut your leg off? No, I think I'll just die slowly, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just don't die. Like, <laughs> we'll take a few more seconds on that. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah. So, um, but one of the issues we're facing now is we're going to have a lot of people. There's going to be a massive culture shock of a lot of people being out of work and they're not going I don't agree with that. You don't agree? You don't think no. people are going to be... I see... It's... The, the advance of AI is... I think... Again, what my perspective is in 20 years' time, we'll really see the benefit, what benefit of the, the advancements of AI. I don't... Right now is a summer, but we're going to hit another winter soon and then we're going to see some massive advancements in the next like 10 to 20 years because they still... On a governmental level, they still need to work out UBI. They still need to work out how they're going to socially construct society in the long because also we've got a massive issue of oil that's coming it, the thing is that you've got on the sand that it's not as simple as they're going to run everything because something also has to manage it what, what sorry what so for AI? example you no. can get a driverless car okay but I bet you the first law they come out with after an accident yeah. is you can't be do on your phone while the car's driving for you yeah yeah. I, I, if that's the case then that means if that's the case then you haven't lost a job 
you've still got a guy sat there. Yeah, the job's just easier. The, the, the it's, job, the, it's, that's yeah. what, it's just an invention. It's not, yeah, that's it's not a new way of life. And that's what I'm trying to explain. It, it's, yeah. it's not going to be as good as people are trying to make out. I see. I th- obviously, when it comes to certain things, that the benefit of AI is that you, as say, like a lawyer, you can have AI go through you know tomes of text to get you the right laws, or assist you in your own study, and that's good. But the issue with that is there's going to be more people that are expendable, and it's going to be massively. Why does it make them expendable? Because okay, uh, we'll get to Bostrom's argument then. Okay. Uh, so Nick Bostrom is a Swedish philosopher. And right. he's like the one that people like your Musk and Zuckerbergs as well sort of quote. And he sort of project like so his future projection is along the lines of like basically most people will be on a marginal living. They'll be renters. And uh, most people will be very poor. They're either like on savings or they're on state subsidies. And uh, robots will substitute humans for a vast array of labor. And with that, you're also not going to have um you're going to have people who are then very, what's the word? They're like the precariat, that's a word by uh, Chomsky. It's like workers who are in very precarious situations. They're more likely to forfeit their their rights and they'll they'll do like voluntary slavery or like, or not slavery as such, but it'll be like they'll work for very minimal wage. It's like an indentured servant back in like the colonial times. And what will happen is investors are going to invest more in compliant workers or things that help select thing better workers. And you're going to, what when I say about algorithm earlier, what I mean by that, it doesn't mean like the algorithm is going to run the human race. It's going to be a very tight financial elite across the world that will, but you'll have um, the algorithm be basically the shield between the two. You have this very big precariat across the world. And so like, again, with the, since 2008, if you look at the medium wealth of the whole population, it just stagnates, but GDP has gone up. But when you look at the 1%, that's gone massively up. When you look at 0.1%, that's quite staggering. When you look at the 0.01%, it's overwhelming. But the biggest problem with that, and I understand that, the biggest problem isn't the fact that these people have earned all this money because mm-hmm. those people are always going to be trying to earn those money. What I'm trying to say, the biggest actual issue with why that's happened is because you've got too many people that haven't done anything about it. Oh, with, That's the what, bottom line. What, what it's what, just like when yeah. the, the young people, uh, those young people, you know, when you're like, you, t- you know, I don't know what the age of, I think it's like 18 to 25. Mm-hmm. They're, always, they're the most, I've said this before in one of the episodes, they're the most people that are more likely mm-hmm. to be positive about a union, but they're the least likely to be in one. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if you these people are going to take advantage of the system, they are going to do this. What are you doing about it? And the answer to that question is none of them are doing. I mean, look at you look at the past. Okay, yeah, yeah. You had all of the people that in the workforce who did something. They made sacrifices and they did something to yeah. create their own better lives, and it worked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The problem since then, the last thirty years or more, we've had too many people accepting their fate, and not only yeah, are, they, yeah. are they accepting their fate. A lot of the older ones actually try and argue for their own standards. Yeah. And I see that a lot with people that are aged between about maybe about 45 to 60. Yeah. And they're not rich, they're not wealthy, and they don't have good job conditions, but they actively argue against their own interests. And it's weird because we've had that generational gap fail so spectacularly in the workforce. Mm -hmm. And there's no other way of putting it. They have spectacularly failed Mm -hmm. at their achievements and goals. What we've got now is we have younger people 
who are literally not being helped by those people who are usually their parents. So they've got no guidance whatsoever. And all of them are doing absolutely nothing about it. um, Nothing about it. I'm with um, Tony Benn on like the idea of democracy. He believes it's the truest form of like revolution. Like uh, it's so in his own words, it's like choice depends on like the freedom to choose and like capitalism shackles you with debt. And when people are in debt, they become hopeless and hopeless people don't vote. And then he said, if poor people yeah, voted... I know, in, I know the argument. Yeah, but again, just for the listener as well. Yeah. If, if the poor voted for people that represented their interests, then they would see the beginning of change exactly. that benefits them. And the mis- a misled public keeps people hopeless, pessimistic and uncooperative, and they will forfeit choice for the pretense of safety and take orders and hope for the best. And a, a hedge... I'm oh, sorry... <clears throat> A healthy, educated, and confident nation is hard to govern and shackle, and that's one of like the things. Oh, that's that the I, thing that's been lacking for a long time. And, and that's it. Like so, with capitalism, democracy, there are two pillars of like social power, and capitalism erodes democracy over time. Mm. If you uh, capitalism can't exist in its purest form, it always lean into certain other forms of capitalism. So, for example, like neoliberalism or like a socialist capitalism or something like that. I'm not ag- against the economic system as, as such. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really not because. It's a, well, it's a it's a game that ends up getting corrupted, and you have to constantly keep it in check in certain ways. It's like so I, I'm not for like one party always being in power. So let's take Britain for example. Conservatives are the most like successful political institution in the world, and they they're like as in they've been in power the most. Yeah, in of time. terms of personal gain. I, I do, sorry, this is this is, a, this <laughs> but is I can't really think of too much. No, they've got no, no, that's, with, that, that's that, helped anybody. That's just what I mean. Like, so, so for the Conservative Party, they've been in power the most for any political. Yeah, party I know. Right? Yeah, yeah. But like, I didn't realize this uh, the other day that. Britain's got the oldest, um, uh, uh, like parliament in the world, the yep. oldest like political institution in the world. Yeah, yeah. Second is America. I don't know that USA. Well, they have a parliament, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but it's like whatever the, what you call that. Well, yeah, it's like, because like, they based the model of it off of the of the, uh, Great Britain's, didn't they? That's why. And, and then they've been what two hundred years. But you just think about there's been these revolutions, and you just forget like how young some countries are and stuff. It's just like oh yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, yeah, parliament UK Parliament's been about since. Uh, early Middle Ages, I believe. I'm not saying it had any power, but it, uh, no, that's how no, long no. it's been around. Yeah, that's right. But like, it's it's. Um, I can't remember the next point was going to be, but uh, yeah, that was it. It's like capitalism is like. Unfortunately, we're in this weird state since 2008 of like it's it capitalism should be like driven by private the 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 the, the want of private profit. But since then, like 2008 happened with the banking crisis and it's just been printed money and in COVID it exacerbated that yeah, by but this is, in America this is, alone, the, but- this is the great thing that I always find interesting. So in the 80s, Reagan and Thatcher and probably various other leaders around the world, they kept on pushing, pushing policies so people could buy yeah. their own home easier. And fair enough, I get the point of that. Yeah. But the problem is, it also made it easier for everybody else. So what you had is that you had banks buying houses, le- oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. giving out mortgages, and that's what led to the 2008 crash, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, instead of doing it right and letting those banks fail and letting the people actually got involved in that market fail, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is unfortunately what should have happened, yeah. because what we all decided to do, mm. whether we like it or not, we all collectively made the decision, is we decided to let those banks go. And the banks that failed then are still going to this day, yeah, and yeah. their policies have not changed no, very much. So the worst thing that uh, Barry Fackers talks about is like when you bail out the banks the way they did, is it means that they know that they're going, this is going to keep happening. Yeah, exactly. so they make riskier bets. But the thing and is, the next like, time it won't. Yeah. Because like, the thing is, where the governments are in so much debt now, and and they are in debt. The problem is they can't keep printing money forever, which is what they've done since 2008. Yeah, yeah. 
And the big problem with that is when they stop being able to print any more money, because you've got to understand that the more they print, and you know this, the more that they print, the less people can buy with what they've got. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get to the point where you cannot print any more money because it would push people to the point where they can't buy anything. And then the economy is a complete German, like, Pre like pre World War Two Germany, right? Yeah, right. Superinflation. Yeah, yeah. So the problem with that is when you get to that point, and then you get to the point where the money they print, and they can't even bail out the institutions that are failing everybody anyway. Mm-hmm. Then you have a total collapse, and that's yeah. unfortunately where yeah. we are heading. Well, no, okay, so I'm not saying there's things they can't do to stop it because there is, but they're not doing I, it right now. Yeah, it's sort of like, but well, yeah, it's something like every fifty or hundred years, the currency. Like has to change in some form where it collapses. As it, it changes its model. It's just greed. That's the um, only thing reason it's happened. Oh yeah, the, the, yeah. Because the, the only reason. So it's it's ever since like the ancient Greeks, they talk about it. It's like there's this whole moral conundrum of usury, for example, and, mm. and making money out of money. Is that which is ma- property rising? Yeah, and, and the, right, so rising. the, the issue is. we, we live in a finite planet. There's finite resources, mm-hmm. but money. If you make the game of money, technically, yeah, it's infinite. Um, but it it's it's, no, it's not it's not it's, infinite. But it but it no, it truly isn't. It truly isn't. But it's like technically you can make a game out of like so yeah. If you keep printing money, mm-hmm. why, why is it just not infinite then? But it's tied because you still have value. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the exactly, you still have value, and the value is tied the to problem. the like the actual reality, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, for example, you can't just like you know. When- and the whole point of central banks, when as you probably know, was to actually make sure value was in line with what the the economy and the country was doing. Yeah, yeah. But they've not done that for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, so like not for a very long time. There's like uh, to get back to the point you mentioned earlier as well was about like what's what's the point? Mm. I think one way of phrasing it is what's driving it because that's where you see the motive. So when you look at the money of where it's coming from, it's like people like it's like Obama. I think it's Obama did this to mm-hmm. the, like a load of business leaders. There's a big meeting. And the you know, the business business didn't say like standard thing. It's like you don't need a government. They they, they shackle back the economy, blah, blah blah. And Obama's like, yeah, who builds the roads? Who gets the taxes from the people? Hundred yeah. percent. And and then that's it. And so what you got to remember with any government is they they're the ones that stimulate the economy fundamentally because they get the taxes and the taxes go to certain things. Now these taxes are one of the big things is defense contracts, right? So, well, in the US it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the US, the US. The thing yeah. people don't realize is and. And they really don't realise this. This is how much the US economy is run by the military. Oh, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm a, sure, I'm sure like the major reasons whatever. they yeah. got involved in all the wars they have since World War II yeah. isn't because they're purely ideological, like people say. No, 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 no. It's because the people high up in the military said, look, we want this We want this kind of funding. This is what we want to do. Yeah. And now we want to be And how are we going to do this? The American, and that's what ends the up American happening. Army, they just invade places. Yeah, yeah the American Army um, spent $40 million on Viagra last year. And you know something but interesting? Alone, you something. know the only thing... Yeah, I know about that. You yeah. know the only thing that's interesting as well is that the only person to really stand up to the military was John Kennedy. And he got killed. Suspiciously died <laughs> in Texas. Yeah, I yeah. don't. My theory is I don't believe that they did it actively, but I reckon they knew about the guy who was going to kill him and didn't do anything. Oh right, yeah, 100%. sure. The, the secret service like, oh wait, there's wait, no way they didn't going to cap him off. There's no way Brilliant. you're telling me. There's no way the CIA didn't know that a guy just moved in from Soviet yeah. Russia right onto their doorstep, and the president was going to be in there at the time. You're telling me they didn't know where that guy yeah. was on that day. Yeah, yeah. What's the, if they didn't know they're they are just incredibly incompetent. Yeah, Let's consider how like paranoid the American government was. Like, exactly. Towards anyone. Like, again, and you're telling me he didn't know he was there and thought, well, actually, it's quite a helpful if he goes. 
Yeah. Because he was about to disband the CIA. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. See, that's it. Well, I <laughs> and that's exactly where Is we are. Is it the guy who started the FBI regretted starting the FBI? Okay. Oh, no. Hoover. Hoover. Hoover was a terrible was guy. He? he didn't regret it a day in his life. He There's, loved I'm it. I'm pretty sure someone he was like, set up even the CIA, FBI, or someone in America, they're like, oh, damn it. What have we done? Let a cat out of bag. It like Pandora's box. So, like, could have been CIA. It could have been CIA. But yeah, no. Hoover with the FBI was always a terrible guy. But like to follow the money, for example, it's like, uh, like, I found this interesting. In 1978, the MITS, that's the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, yeah, um, worked with ARPA, which is now DARPA, which yeah, is the yeah, defense yeah. part of um, the American government. The DARPA chief. The DARPA chief. Hell, guess I. As previously talked about, previously talked about. <laughs> and, um, and, they, and they had a project, this is 1978 as well, called the Aspen Move Map. And this, yeah. basically, when you look at it, it looks like Google Maps today. And there's mm. a reason for that because it paved the way for computer-generated hostile environments. It was to be like, so you could see Iraq, for example, and see what's actually going yeah. on. Yeah, And and that's it. So uh, the Combat Zones project was launched in 2003. It's a friendly name, isn't it? I love that. Yeah, no, sorry. sorry. Combat Zones, <laughs> oh, that C project, sorry. That was launched in 2003. And this was to create surveillance drones that communicate instantly with one another and they can track anything in the city. And it mm. tracks targets in real time and save the data, meaning that if a car bomb goes off, it knows instantly the a certain car where, where that certain car came from and can identify whoever in, interacted with that car. And you take on board what Switzerland has done recently as well. They've done a the Swiss Topo, which is a part of their, I think it's a part of their government. Um, they love topo- topography maps. They've done a complete 3D topography map of Switzerland. So if you look up um, map.go.admin.ch, go on there, you can see the whole of Switzerland and you can zoom in, you can see the trees, you can, as in, it's like, it's all like digital. So it's not like perfect graphics, but it's like, yeah. you see a house, a basic house, you see it like something that represents a tree. And I mean, Switzerland would do that because you're not going to invade Switzerland. So that's mm. fine. Like, no other country would do this and put this as public knowledge. Yeah. But they've, they've scanned that and there's a, there'd be a reason why and they did this by putting many legacy databases together using an AI and then Mm. builds it and in 2007 BAE and DARPA started developing the Argus IS which is autonomous real-time ground ubiquitous surveillance imaging system and this can be fit to anything which is like planes blimps lampposts and it can track everything it sees outdoors within a 36 mile area and DARPA are developing an infrared version of it, then this means that they already have a beta, beta version out there and they're developing on top of that. Mm. And it's soaking up, and it's been so, this has been soaking up da- um, a data for decades. And just bear in mind that in, like, so for example, if a private company does this, you know, you can kick off about it, but this is a shady government project, so you yeah. don't know any of it. But in the 90s, that's where Google's origins come from. So uh, Sergey Brin and I forget the other guy's name. Do you know their motto for their company? It's all right. I was gonna, it, don't be evil. I was going to talk about this. Why would you need to say that? So, but unless no, you were being I evil. Know, I know. <laughs> I know. Know. But it's so weird. this is the great thing. So it's guilt, uh, they've done. They've, they've done all this stuff with Israel. Yeah, Google and what happens? They have all these massive contracts with Israel. So I think it's them and AWS. So that's what uh, Amazon Work Systems. I think it's called. Right. Um, they have a joint one point two billion pound con- dollars. Sorry, um, contract with the Israeli government, and it's for machine learning AI and it's to help out Israeli startups. Um, it, Microsoft was the first nation now to go to Israel and be uh, the first non like uh, Israeli based company developing AI and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and then Google got these massive contracts. Now Google got into this contract with um Israel, and I think it's along the lines of basically. 
Um, it's a surveillance project. So Israel had one of those um, face scanning things earlier about Minority Report-esque things. So mm. they would scan the face and go, that person's very aggressive. They're going to punch someone in the face and that type of thing. Um, I think Google was basically taking that and making it better and doing a system for them. It, it came out to the press and so there was a lot of negative attention. They had yeah. to cancel the contract. And so what, what um, Israel did next is they made a contract with Google and the likes of Microsoft was like, you can't break this contract now. And on top of that, afterwards, Google removed Don't Be Evil. <laughs> which is hilarious. Which is hilarious. Is, you know, it's like, you know, when I mean, people it's like, you know, like the Premier League and football and they come out of all this climate stuff, like, oh, well, this game's carbon neutral, the rest of it. <laughs> but the fact that they go on about it so much, you start to realise that it's because they're the ones that are the biggest problems at making it in the first place. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like a guilt thing. Well, who who is... can shout out how bad they feel about how guilty are the loudest? It's like, whoever's saying it the most, yeah, I look yeah. at them and like, that's because you are the person that's doing it, well, that, not me. Well, that's I don't gr- talk about this because I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, it's, um, it, do you know where recycling comes from and the carbon footprint comes from? It comes from the oil companies. It's they, crazy. They're the ones that did it. That's I love mad, it. it. I love it. They're I just because they said if the again when I said earlier about it's the guilt. games, yeah. If you if you play a game on a, if you participate, you feel like you're making a contribution. It's a way of confessing, they, isn't it? Yeah. Without confessing, basically. It's like if if we make the public think that, and also to be fair, just to say recycling is still good. It's oh, just yeah. it's just the the motive behind it where we still got these massive oil companies just like this is the thing, emissions right we have the Kyoto Protocol the Paris Agreement and all the way back to the, I think it's called the Climate Change Conference in the 1970s or whatever <laughs> every every conference the the gas emissions are still going up CO two still going up yeah because- but I mean I just I think I well, I me and you probably won't agree too much about this one no. though well because my views on energy are slightly different I think well, you want nuclear don't you. Well, yeah, but not really so much that. It's more the fact that we've spent so much industrialising our countries in terms of Europe and America and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. What right do we have to turn around to places like India that are developing okay. and need the fossil fuels to do it? What right do we have we, to turn around and say, well, you're not allowed to do that? This this is, this is the problem. I, I, right, no, I get what you're saying. And this you know is what I mean? The, like, this how do the, we do that without sound competing? We are, we are almost at the peak of actual, like the oil that we know that we have, yeah. we're at the peak of. And there's a great paper. I recommend it. Oh, let me get the name of it. It's uh, the future of economics, and I've beyond the superorganism. I found an interesting paper. Mm. Forget the author's name, but it's very good. And yeah, they talk about and they show like, um, for example, Chile. Where, uh, Chile spends more energy per year to get the same amount of copper out of its mines. We're digging more and more into the earth to get basically the same amount, but it comes out at a great expense of energy. Yeah, and our, as the GDP goes up our um, use of oil goes up. Like, even though we're using more renewables, we're using way more oil and gas still. And things like... Uh, it's because, unfortunately, the alternative, alternatives like, just aren't up to it. Well, this is the issue we really face. And All right, so this, is, uh, this helps with like, my grander idea of what's going on. This is why the argument I made a little while ago is, is that you have, if you want to live an advanced life, you have to use advanced energy. And they, no, this is, they, we no can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, this, so what we, what we're in at the moment should be a stepping stone to create like, a, a, I don't know what the word is, equilibrium with, because with, uh, with this, what I fear is that any energy system we have after oil will not be enough to sustain what we have at the but moment. The, no, but the thing is, it's, the, for me, and my understanding of how energy works is there's no, you have to bear with me here, no. there's no such thing as waste. And I say that because it's a scientific fact that you cannot destroy energy. 
It goes now, somewhere. You can transfer energy. Yeah. And you can waste it in the sense that so we're burning oil at the moment and it gets transferred in the atmosphere as carbon. Yeah. Right? Now that is wasting because to be able to reverse that process, the energy would also be high. Yeah, yeah. And it, ultimately, it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. But but it's still there. It's still usable. You can't waste something as really on a, on a fundamental level. And I thought about this quite a bit. Surely you could actually just capture the carbon out of the atmosphere, it's not, it's, and you could re you could yeah. basically recycle it into whatever you wanted to. Yeah. If you but that comes with a caveat, and the caveat, of course, is yeah. you would have to burn it to the highest to the temperature as high as the sun. Because out of the carbon and the sun, it turns into iron and other, and from there you can create whatever you like. It, yeah. So yeah. It, it comes of caveat. You have to make nuclear fusion work <laughs> yeah, yeah. to be able to reverse that process. And this is why okay. I make this argument quite a bit, is that if you want advanced techniques, advanced life, and advanced ways of being, you have to accept that the energy required is mm. going to be become potentially more dangerous because it will be advanced. Yeah. If you don't want that life... Uh-huh. then you don't have that energy. You, but you cannot... Ha- this is why I try to say with the domestic use in terms of a lot of renewable stuff, mm. yes, it's a very nice benefit to have, but it's nowhere near powerful enough to produce the output mm-hmm. to be able to live the life that people want to live now. It's not possible there's, to yeah, do it. Yeah, just so... I and mean, I had the yeah. argument... Of, sorry, and there's people that come up with the argument, yeah, but we could put every bit of solar panel inside like the Sahara Desert and it would power the entire world. It's like, have you... Do you really understand the level of energy it would take to maintain and create <laughs> yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that in the first place? It would become pointless. Yeah. You would never see the energy usage back... on. You would never see the return. Yeah, so there's... <laughs> so like, this just, is the problem. You can't waste that energy technically, but yeah. you can... So you can waste it if that makes sense at the yeah. same time. I mean, one, one point I'll say about like an oil engine is like, this is the argument for electric engines, is that oil engines waste a lot of energy on heat and well, noise and things like that. Like it's it's literally like the heat, tran- it's like the, oil, the energy transfer is, there's a lot of waste within it, whereas electric engine is more um, efficient in that yeah. regard. But then also on the solar panel thing that made me laugh at the thought is that um, like the Saudi Arabia. Yeah has these mega projects that it keeps trying to do and it's just a, it's just a bloody stupid nation. <laughs> so, uh, the, Sorry, the Saudi Arabia. That they've got, I really don't that like That huge it. skyscraper they built recently. Is yeah. that Saudi Arabia? Was that, it was one of those nations. No, no, no. no the Burj Khalifa you're talking about. Is that where they put the, the it's like a gold ri- or something? So um, Saudi Arabia wants to top it. but Saudi Arabia, So that's another mega project. So oh, okay, right, well, okay. we talk about that then. They, they, they tried to make this um, massive tower and it's going to be the biggest like concrete tower in the world. And then the, it it couldn't work because of, of how course, it was. Of course, it and they're trying to do it because the, the the Arabs, not the Arabs, sorry, just like these rich um, MRs and all that and sheikhs are trying to outdo one another by buying Man City, Newcastle, and like, diversifying their portfolios. But, but they can't they're diversify because try- they're completely reliant on oil. No, well, this is it. So uh, <laughs> the problem. Saudi Arabia try they try to do this thing. It was going to be the world's largest solar power plant in the world. Right. And just so you know about Saudi Arabia, it's the biggest country in the world without a river. It hardly gets anything there. Oh, right, okay. And, that makes and sense. to give, like, sort of a brief background on Saudi Arabia. So they're really reliant like, on basically changing salt water into fresh water. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, desalination of these yeah. Calls, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the um, Saudi Arabia's brief history, like with oil anyway, it's like Brits were finding oil in Iraq, they're finding it in yeah. Iran, and you had the British, um, British Iranian Corporation, stuff like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the Saudis were seeing this. They were seeing there was oil in Egypt, et cetera. And they were going, wait, guys, I think we have a bit of oil. Yeah. And what well, they didn't go to the Brits. They went to the Americans. 
Yeah. And the Americans found it. And then he started Aramco, which is Saudi, mainly Saudi led, but they're selling shares to foreign investors for it. And mm. Aramco is the biggest company in the world. And Saudi Arabia has made a lot. And there's this quote you'll see a lot around if you look into Saudi Arabia. Is there, it goes along the lines of my, my grandfather rode a camel, my dad rode a BMW, oh, I ran a Lamborghini, but my grandson's going to have a camel. So it's like <laughs> that's it. It's like they, they they're not investing, and there's a, a a film called Siriano. It's got like George Clooney and Matt Damon in. The, the Do you know what? Like, sorry to interrupt you. Do you know what? Like, uh, you know Dubai, that's the city, and it's um come out of the desert, and like 20 years ago, it was nothing. Oh yeah. yeah. Does it not remind you a little bit like an old railway town from the west in the US? Like they yeah, sprung yeah, up because yeah, the well. railway and the gold was there, and the moment yeah, yeah. the moment the in this case I liquid mean, gold is gone. Isn't it just going to recede back into well, what's what it was? Going to, what is it going to be? It, yeah, exactly. So it's like... Because um, its use is that, gone. The oil use you know, is that, gone, that, that Burj Khalifa, it? for example, I think it's in Dubai. Yeah. Well, I've just forgot that. Yeah, I think it's in Dubai. It doesn't have any proper plumbing. So when you go, if you look out the front of the Burj Khalifa, every morning there's loads of shit trucks. Oh, the, no, they're literally really? just picking up all the shit. They don't from... make it into the Instagram photos. No, no, they don't. They don't. So you see all these influencers <laughs> oh, and all no. these crypto millionaires out there because they get, they get like basically. You were no one tech. of them a few months ago, weren't you? I was. I was a, a couple of months ago. Yeah, that, but that's why I'm here in North Korea doing plastic <laughs> surgery for Kim Jong Un. Anyway, but anyway, yeah, we um, let's get away from the crypto. They the solar power project they had was going to be like 200 gigawatts of power coming from this you know, massive power plant. Yeah, it's going to be thirty times larger than the largest solar power plant of today, which is in India. At the time, this was I think in the two thousands, it was like you know two hundred times or whatever larger. Yeah, um, and this would be about five thousand kilometers square in area. Yeah, which is uh, you know to be fair, Saudi Arabia has a lot of space; it can do that. Yeah, but the thing is, it's just dodgy money dealings. They did a two hundred billion dollar deal with um SoftBank. And SoftBank has a massive history of basically having grand plans with people and not following through with them. And lo and behold, after six months with this deal for SoftBank, it they just scrapped the project. And it's like, mm. well who actually really made money here? But like obviously they they just didn't follow through because they're making a shitload of money from oil. Mm. Um and also they wanted to do like the world's largest hotel. And what Mecca um you've got Mecca in Saudi Arabia now before oil the only thing that Saudi Arabia really had was Mecca. Yeah. That's really all had going on. Mm-hmm. Other resource-wise, I mean, most of the people live on the west coast of yeah. Saudi Arabia because you've got that um, straight, I forget its name, the, not the Red Sea. Ah, I forget the name. But you've got Egypt it's on the Gulf, side. isn't it, right? No, the Gulf is on. No, that's the Iranian Gulf. That's the Persian Gulf. Sorry. Yeah. And then you've got, yeah, you've got the, the bit with next to um, uh, Egypt and Ethiopia, etc. cetera. Mm. And that's always been a profitable region. Um, yeah, so... They want to diversify their economy and really amp up the tourism they get from Mecca. And the world's largest construction, well, sorry, not the world's, the, Saudi, the biggest largest construction company in Saudi Arabia is known as the Saudi Bin Laden Group, or SBG. Now that is... Good PR campaign. Yeah, though. yeah, that is <laughs> Osama Bin Laden's father's company. Is it actually? It genuinely is. It was founded by... Oh, Osama, is it actually? Genuinely. Oh, no. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. That is Osama Bin Laden's father's company. <laughs> and um, so, uh, Osama, uh, this, so the reason why Osama, as in the Bin Laden, Sama um, went to war with Saudi Arabia is because he Saudi Arabia allowed US troops into um, his country in the Gulf War when basically yes oh who was it is it uh, Iraq no that was the second Gulf War when Iraq invaded Kuwait it was Iran no no the so the first, first Gulf War was... um, Iraq invaded Kuwait 
Was that the first one? And then the we and one. the US went in there and basically kicked them out of Kuwait, but didn't invade Iraq. And then in 2003, in the second Gulf War, we, George Bush almost single-handedly decided it was time to invade Iraq. And we still don't really know the reason why that was taken. I mean, they come up yeah. with like, oh yeah, it was weapons of mass destruction, but it was quite clear that they didn't have oh, any. That, it, that was the... It was quite clear that, they, it was quite clear that um, Saddam Hussein... Um, scrap that program because yeah. he realised if I don't scrap this program, I'm literally going to be invaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he knew. And then he you've knew. got to ask yourself the question. Yeah, but there's other nations it's, around the world that have developed it, and you haven't invaded them. Well, this, and it really yeah. comes down to the fact that how much capital was tied into the Kuwait economy oh, with the oil oh, that they, they just really wanted to safeguard it so badly. No, it's no, got to no, be no, something. It, it was like something that. like ah, oh, dude. If the, the why fact, else? There's there no when, other option. When Iraq no took over come Kuwait, the they reason. had like it, they tripled their oil economy. Like yeah, Kuwait has burnt it as well, didn't they? When they left, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But like, so Sorry. Um, with uh, so going back to the Mecca thing, they had this um, grand idea to have this huge, ridiculously huge hotel. Mm. It's not like it's like not tall, the tallest hotel. I think Pyongyang boasts that. I think that's very unfinished. Yeah, it's still technically there. Um, yeah. well, it's ridiculous. It looks like well, an evil headquarters, doesn't it? Like, yes. Sorry, sorry, dear leader. We've got we've got to get out of this country alive somehow. <laughs> oh, they're on to us. <laughs> They've yeah. got listening devices. Jesus Christ! But yes, yeah, so, um, yeah. So the the, the hotel was going to cost three point five billion dollars, and it was going to have ten thousand hotel rooms. It's going to be mainly a four star hotel for most people, and then it was going to be like a six star hotel for the rest, like um for like the the elite. Right. And um and, and yeah, so it started in two thousand fifteen. And it was stopped because so maybe a, we should link this with AI somewhere a little bit. We will, we you will, okay, we, will, we, will okay, we will, we will, we will, we will. Because I like because as I say, what I want to do is to look at the bigger picture as well. So like with um yeah, with this construction, they they stopped it in two thousand fifteen because oil prices no, they started in two thousand fifteen, they stopped it because oil prices were falling. Yeah, and that was uh, a bit of a shake as well, wasn't it? And then Sheik, I don't know. SGB's cranes, that's the um Saudi bin Laden. I remember, you know what? I remember that oil drop because I lost so much money on the stock market. <laughs> I get, hate to, you get flashbacks right I hate to bring it up but I was doing so well and I was like just before it happened I invested in a load of oil mm. and I was like mm. you know there's a little bit of money they made here and it just crashed to like $120 a barrel I think it was yeah, yeah. it dropped to like 40 I think I just remember my that Lord. was one of the worst days of my <laughs> life <laughs> I was like oh no yeah. I've recovered since then but it, it took bad, some years I'm not going to lie yeah it was a bad week to stop crack wasn't it that was a bad week but yeah so the, the, this <laughs> this crane fell on Mecca as in, like, one of the holy sites. Right. And it killed a load of people and injured a load of people. And it became... The, the Grand Mosque, sorry, that's what it fell on. The Lord works it in killed, mysterious ways. It does, he does. He sacrificed 118 people to death and he injured a further 400 more. Bless Allah. And this led to, basically, a large inquiry on the group. And it, it never restarted and was basically shunned. And it would have been hilarious because even if they built this thing, like, most of the people that visited there wouldn't be able to afford to use any of the hotel rooms. So it's just this massive <laughs> short-termism. And, yeah, and it, like, so they... The, Basically, Saudi Arabia is really trying hard to diverse its economy and do things like the Neon Project, which is the latest one, which is that straight line city, right. which is ridiculous. It's not uh, it's not like a novel idea. It's like it's it's niche idea in what city planning, but it's it's was like I think a hundred years ago this was an idea in Spain and there was a couple of ideas in um, mm. America to do this. They, like I think there's a part of Madrid. I don't know if it actually got constructed, but part of Madrid was based on this. 
So obviously the seat was there for I the think Madrid years. is, if I'm not mistaken, it, it's actually circular there. No, yeah, no, I'm not saying Madrid is a straight or line. Is, is what I'm saying Madrid? is there was a there was a suburb which they based on the straight line idea. But anyway, what the issue with having this uh, city that's straight line is it has no real room for expansion. The whole point of a city is you have organic expansion to it. Well, this to an extent. Like, yeah, and also that it's going to cost $500 billion and they say it's going to be eco-friendly with no roads and everything's going to be within five minutes. It's basically a massive corridor or assembly line. It looks like a massive fire exit and it's going to disturb lots of uh, like ecology in the region, like migration patterns and stuff like that. And it will fail. I, I, guarantee, I guarantee this will like fall apart. They've done, so for example, um, 2005, so there were six economic cities being um, built. They're, they're like going to be these super industrious zones. They're going to have the best healthcare, the best universities in the region. They're going to have all the, the basically the best of the best going there. And I don't know where they, they get these fantasy ideas from because most of their people are like in prison, aren't they? <laughs> and all the guy, or they can't go outside or drive a car or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why they're bothered. Well, see, this is it. Like, so with um, uh, so King Abdullah. Uh, the only real economic city that actually got built was the King Abdullah Economic City. Great name. Do you know something, is, you know something but, about him as well? Is that he literally took like his secret police to Turkey, beheaded a guy. Everybody knows about it. That's and, the journalist, no one, right? and no one has still condemned him. No, because no, he's, a, he's, a he's a world... Also, uh, yeah, yeah, but so, who other world leader you, do you know that hasn't been condemned, who literally ordered the beheading of somebody. Yeah, yeah. Like, at least with King John or whatever it is, he's been condemned. <laughs> like, this guy has not been condemned. And there's he literally helped that, behead a guy. Well, because, like... The, 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 today, and everybody knows about the, the, there's it. There's a reason for that, because, like... <laughs> like so, like, look, the, the, the Americans discovered the oil in Saudi Arabia. Brits give the um, Saudis a load of um, weapons. We make a Oh, independence, of, really. We, ton, oh, yeah, we helped the, the Saudi GB family. The created the, that that royal family oh yeah 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 which is disturbing and the royal family in the in the UK love them because they're, they're also kings and queens they love each oh, other oh yeah of course it's, it's disturbing and also the really Saudi is. the Saudi family have like a hundred kids because the, the King Abdullah had a, a kid with all the chief um, not all the chieftain women because yeah. like, Saudi Arabia has a lot of different chieftains or something like that I, can't, I don't know if that's the correct term or what yeah. and they, they essentially conquered or won the Saudi Arabia hence Saudi Arabia and the Saudi family, um, they came to as like hundred children. So there's so many sheikhs like just trying to compete mm. and outdo each other. But yeah, just to finish point on the King Abdullah um, thing, it's like they had all the best thing, and they were going to have two million people live in it. However, the population is seven thousand people. So this the Neo project is not going to work. But like again, because to, to stay on, <laughs> what the? I mean, can you imagine the hit How... your economy is going to take year on year because you literally have it's just a ghost town. Yeah, yeah. There's an economic zone. It's absolute, <laughs> and it's named after the king. It's it's dreadful. But like, I mean, like so Saudi Arabia is the second biggest producer of oil after America, and it's in front of Russia. It was ahead of America until 2018. Now, it has the second largest reserve of oil after Venezuela, but Saudi Arabia's oil is better quality and easier to get to mm. than um, Venezuela's crude oil. And so, you, uh, what, let's link this in with AI. Let's link no, it. but we are. Well, that, what I'm getting to you is like... You keep saying that. I know, <laughs> no, but if you hear me, if you hear me through, so it's like, with because what, what the uh, Saudi's like, the USA built the world as it stayed, Pax Americana after the Second World War, Bretton Woods, etc. And they'd basically trade its security and sell your weapons to you in return for something. So um, with Saudi Arabia, it's oil. It's the mafia, the, the, isn't it? They essentially, yeah, they are a mafia, they're the world mafia. But yeah, I don't. Oh, I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, no, yeah, but the, the, the top gang is the government. 
That's the top gang. They're the guys yeah. that go, this is the legal ramifications of your country. The, the, an authoritarian government and a, what you call it, and a gang are the same thing. They're just anti-democratic. But let's get away from that. The, um, the, with the Saudis is what's amusing when, um, I say amusing, when Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah. The Saudis and America were like, we've got to keep prices like low for the world uh, sorry, America was saying this, they've got to keep prices low for the world economy of oil. And so they start dipping into their reserves. Now, Saudi Arabia only has one thing, and that's oil. Mm. So what it's trying to do at the moment is try and make as much oil, uh, profit from oil. So it actually shut off wells, actually shut off its reserves to the world economy. And America is now at the lowest reserve of oil since the Second World War. And so they're basically America has to bow down a little bit to Saudi demands and what Saudi Arabia is very fretful of is the Shia Sunni um, divide here you've got Bahrain which is run by Sunnis but it's a Shia majority and the Iranians are Shia the two power zones of the region are Saudi and Iranians mm. and Iran have been getting more influence in Iraq and Syria and even Jordan and what and if the Bahrain gets overthrown and if the Shia majority rise up the, the Saudi Arabia effectively sort of encircled because also Yemen the reason why they're bombing this west side of Yemen is because it's oh, what's it called Mashito sorry for the people if I've got that completely wrong but there's a there's a, a Shia uprising in the west side of Yemen Yemen the government supported by Saudi Arabia is a propped up government by the Saudis and the Saudis have really botched this whole Yemen thing they've spent like 200 billion dollars on it and all like Iran have spent hardly anything we're talking millions on just like using their navy to help and we've been given like the, as in when I say we the Brits have been given the Saudis a load of weapons and the, the Americans have been helping out a little bit and it's led to yeah, like basically a really disastrous war for the Saudis. They haven't been able to actually uh, capitalise on it. And then Iran, well, it's it's highly speculated Iran actually did this. It was, um, they've supposedly bombed, I think, when was this? Was I think the late 2000s? I think it was 2019. The, the largest oil refineries were attacked by drone mm. from the north. So it wasn't all the way from Yemen because it would have been an impossible journey because Yemen's far in the south. And it's highly possible that it was Iran. And now Saudis turned to America going like, hey, give me you know, security here. And Americans said, no. And that's like the first time. Like, America went to the Gulf War, the first Gulf War, because they were protecting Saudi interests. Yeah. And things like that. But so what Saudis are really shit in the bed about is that they're one encircled, their their youth, which is, I think it's 60% of their population is below the age of 35. And they're in prison. Uh, or in prison. <laughs> <laughs> and and, the, and they're, they're very fearful of like an Arab uprising, the spring uprising, if you remember years ago, yeah. was the, across the MENA countries, the Middle East and North Africa countries. The youth were uh, high unemployment in youth, so they rose up against their governments. The Saudis are very conscious of this. And they need to get away from oil because they, they produce like, I think, a quarter of the world's oil and the vast majority of their GDP comes from it. They're trying to get into tourism, but the thing is they're a theocratic state and it's not great for outside investors. What they're really getting into is autom- uh, automation and AI. Oh, we finally it, arrived. As well as... Oh, as so well as... People shadowing. <laughs> as well as like Newcastle FC and their bloody football league. They're trying to give like, yeah, Brendan Circus to the people. But what they want to do with AI... So this is happening across the like some of those oil states. I think it's Dubai who's done this. So, no, United Arab Emirates. They, um, they tie your ID to your bank account and there's a chip in your license plate. If yeah. you get caught speeding, there's no letter that you got caught speeding, you'll be fined. 
you literally lose your money straight away. Mm. And this is the thing that these countries like Saudi Arabia, Israel, and China are great for tech companies because they're like a, a guinea pig nation. They don't have the restraints of a democracy. They don't have like the data laws. Oh, I, oh you know, I've got issue with that. Yeah. It's not restraint. Mm-hmm. It, like, I get what you're, what you're saying, but it's not a restraint. So, for example, mm-hmm. if you look at a viewpoint they're looking at from, yeah, sure. But it, it realistically, when you operate in the way where you see it as a restraint like that, you're only really harming everybody in the place anyway, the place that you live. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, all democracy is it just means more people are able to make decisions, which is a good yeah, thing because you know what people are actually yeah. trying to do and what they want to live as. And if you're just trying to dictate all the time, you've got no idea. Yeah, yeah, and the, you can quickly yeah. get out of line with where yeah. your whole entire nation is, that, which is ultimately yeah. what will happen to these nations in the future. That's why I've said before. It's I've seen this projection and it really bothered me, and it, I don't know why it bothered me so much, but it was that like that in by 2050, like. GB and Germany and all the rest of it are going to drop down to like ninth, tenth in the world and all the rest of it on the economic scale. Yeah, yeah. And I can actually kind of see how that might happen, to be honest. Yeah, just like briefly, I hear Poland's going to overtake Britain by like 2030, 2040. I didn't see that, but that sounds a little bit ridiculous, personally. Yeah. No, no offense. Yeah, they, they've them, hired they've got, they, Yeah, but they've also got a lot of internal issues in terms of po- politics wise. <laughs> they have a lot of, I'm not going to lie to you, they have a lot of fascists in, in Poland, which is weird, right? But yeah. they but they do. They have quite a large population of it yeah, yeah. Compar- in comparison to many other places sure. in Europe. Okay. And Mongolia as well, which is a weird, <laughs> which is a weird place you'd thought they are, but that they are. Okay. Honestly, yeah, it's yeah, really King bizarre. Come, mate. King is come. But um, yeah, anyway, and it said that like by tw- by China's going to be second by twenty fifty, where it's second now. Yeah, and then USA is going to drop to like second by twenty seventy, and China's going to be at the top. Mm. And and my problem first of all is how do you come up with a projection that's that far ahead? I think that's rubbish. Tricky, so, and sec- well, it's impossible. And second of all. I don't think the issue with, of economy is China's issue. China and these other places like Saudi Arabia, their issue is the fact that they have a very small minority of people trying to run everything. Yeah. And that never works. It's, it's It like, never works. That's why they do super projects. Like, again, China and Saudi Arabia are doing the same thing. Saudi Arabia obviously delayed on this, where they, mm. they put their money in the football, for example. Yeah. And it's it like in China they well China does this thing every like few years they just focus on certain things so in the Olympics they really focused on what's it free skiing where you just like you go down a hill and they, <laughs> why like of all the things you could put part in your hat on we're gonna do free skiing it's like and like because I, if I if I <laughs> got this sake. correct is that like they're not good oh, at, they dear. weren't good at it and, uh, and it's, it's like trying to prove a point and so they're like right no, yeah. I'll show you and they, they they were really good at like certain events within it because they trained in a certain way. Mm. But once they veered off like into different events within this free, I think it's called free skin, they were hopeless. But mm. they, they did it for like five years and they had like the best people in it for five years. And then they just lost interest. Yeah, and they moved you know, on. Same with football. And the thing with is, these authoritarian things, but, they just focus yeah, on. Yeah, but the thing is about these states as well is that like you get like everyone looks at like our countries in Europe and, and the US and, and it's like uh, mm. oh yeah look at them all tearing each other apart and all the rest right. of it and it's like yeah but at least we know what, what's, on, what's on our minds like if you go to some of yeah. these places you're not going to know what anyone's in mind because they're going to be way too afraid to speak. And to me, that's far more worrying because it's like yeah. you said with the Saudi government. Yeah. They don't know when the people are going to come together and throw them. Yeah. Here, yeah. at least everyone's got some idea of where people are over there. They might just decide one day, right, we've got enough people now. Time yeah. to get rid of them. But they, and you'll never know 
that. Well, the thing is, it's like it, it, these, <laughs> you'll never know because they're too afraid. With these governments, is they're they're great customers. Let's get with the tech companies because they're they're these paranoid, delusional, mm. detached from reality, but they're willing to throw money like for. And and that's what like any scientist, for example, does with mm. um that when they have an experiment, they need someone to finance their experiments. Yeah, of course. So like you got this value chain within AI, which is you got the governments that are interested in it, mm. and then below that, um, you have the uh, the companies that come from that. Then they require data, and then they need infrastructure, equipment, and tech, and then they also need solutions. So you know you got China, USA, Britain, um, and so on, India, etc. And then you have got companies such as like the NHS, Disney, Alibaba, JP Morgan, Monsanto, GM. So they're all chasing AI. You know, let's let's get, if we can come away from that topic a little bit. Let's get into. So I I just feel like we've talked a lot about. What the how it's being utilized and all the rest of it, but I don't well, think I'm we've really. What, I'm trying to get to what's driving it. Like, no, no, like but I mean, the is, point? it's like, well, who's yeah, driving no, but it? I, I just feel that like we need to sort of take a look into what it actually is a little bit more rather than how it's being used. Because yeah, the problem, yeah. like, for example, it took it takes if you build something that's new, mm. you know how to use it, but it takes a lot longer to work out why it works. Yeah, yeah. And that's how really what I want, I want to get it's, into that second part of like, so again, first of all, I says, what's the point of it? But also, do you believe it's ever going to be more than what it is now? Or yeah. do you think it's just going to be an academic piece that people are going to talk no, about and it's no, going to be running things and no it, one it, really knows why? Like, I, to hit my point earlier, I don't believe it will get to a point where it will really replicate consciousness. Like a human You don't brain. think that it will? I don't feel we'll do that. As I, I just don't think we, as humans, understand the brain. I don't think we ever will understand the brain. because I, I, I don't think the brain I, is, is the reason you're alive. Brain's just the house of awareness. Is it? Well, if you didn't have a brain, that's it. You're done. Like you well, can have, well, you can have a liver, you can have a heart. It doesn't really do anything. But the more neurons you have in your brain, the better you are aware. Yeah, but, uh, that, but again, neurons, but again, the, that, that's the, a but that's a how. That's not a why. But why is that? I mean, it's so, for, it's so for weird, exa- weird, weird, well, weird no, experiment. Well, which is weird. No, no. What I mean by that is like, yeah, you can say like, you know, the ne- you can say the neurons and all the rest of it, but. So let's say I've had made this argument before with, with people. If you take your brain out of your body and then you're able to keep that brain alive, mm. so that's you. Yeah, is it? Because if you say because that's no 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 no, no 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 sorry I don't mean that it's you but like I'm just following you like if you took the brain out of the body then both are fuck both are done are they unless you have a brain in that situation so exactly but this is the point i'm trying to make so if you're able to produce if you're able to build a a, a shell of a machine and you're able to transfer I, how your brain works exactly into that machine do, is that you there's all right so that idea like i this hate, is what, I hate is, but that's the idea. fundamental yeah, question yeah, of the, this argument you know that that thing where it's like oh if you after you die you put your consciousness onto the hard drive or something like that mm. I'm like one. I no. Just let me go out, please. Don't let me continue this existence on a bit of a digital device again. But it's but also it replicative fading. But it, it's it's just replicative fading. Yeah, brilliant. And also, it, it, it's, it's, it's a just, common it's thing. It's just it's a digital mimicry. It's, and do you know what? It, it's not. I wouldn't. I I just don't believe so. Because also, you're not just your brain. You're your DNA, and the DNA is a big driver of you like, know what's actually expressing, and also the stimulus yeah. you put into yourself. But this is. But there's a point I really want to make in the in the, in the terms that you know when you get like 
quite scientific people and they believe in God or they're quite religious. And then yep. you, you get the people that are like uh, very strong atheists or whatever and they say, well, how can you be a scientist if you believe in this? <laughs> and actually, it's a really ignorant statement because actually you can be because it, can, like, the yeah, science yeah. isn't the question the science is working out how things work yeah. and the point of it is if you really look at the way life works in many respects it is set up in certain ways that are so finely balanced and I don't want to get too much into that because yeah, it's like very the, old the gold, gold, gold locks, no so, but this yeah. is the thing with replicative fading well, who comes up with that? Like, why does that exist? Because there's no satisfying answer to that. You can say, like, oh, for this technical mm. reason, this is what happens, because mm. we can never create a perfect copy. And it's like, but if I designed a world and I didn't want people to cheat at that world, yeah. I would come up with something like replica fading. Literally <laughs> so. So no matter what anybody did, yeah. they couldn't recreate something, so they couldn't create perfection. It's almost like you've got a finely balanced world, but someone's come along and be like, but you can't have perfection in that. Yeah, yeah. It's that yeah. nuanced thing that someone slotted in at the end and be like, and that okay. that sort of question there is how yeah. you get into a position where you can be scientific, but because you can't answer that last question, you can definitely still put there's, it into not, maybe not gap. a religious context, but you can definitely believe in something outside yeah. of what how something works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the and I think that's important here because with this particular argument, yeah. and it's an argument that I keep making with AI, it's like if you're able to create something that's not just intelligence, because intelligence isn't life. Intelligence no, is, a, is a result of life that's already occurred. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you wouldn't be able to have artificial intelligence first. Yeah, it would sound. It sounds ridiculous. It's not possible. Like, so you have to be able to create a being like that, and the intelligence comes afterwards. It gets developed through that sort of time. But you've really got to ask yourself if you're able to create a machine, make it. You put chemicals in its brain so it has emotions and therefore it's able to recognise... It would probably be able to recognise what it's doing because it's justifying its own existence at that point because it has an emotional state. You can argue about how developed that would be, mm-hmm. but let's say it is developed on the human scale. At yeah. that point, you have a really complicated question and this is where this art goes to. Beyond the utilisation of how we're going to use it or the rest of it, this is the end question in this arc of things. Because everything is, it's it's not just about technology. And that's the bit they don't understand. That's the bit that, oh, it's going to take over the workforce. It's going to do this. Okay. But what about when it gets developed to a point where you don't know if that's alive or not, and now you're utilizing it to do all of these things? What do you have then? Because I'll tell you what you do have. You have modern slavery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again. And then you have the same argument repeating. And that's the point that's where you're going with that. And everyone says it's going to take over, it's going to do it. No, because eventually it will develop enough where you say that thing could possibly recognise its own existence in the world. And we've got no idea how that's happened because we have no idea ourselves. No, that's right. We, we, we don't fully understand. But at that point, so. then you don't have that. But And with emotional states yeah. comes imperfection. Yeah. And that's why it's not going to be as good as people think because the whole point... If you add, so if you were very logical as a person, right, you would look at yourself in an emotional state and say that's weakness is affecting my ability to make a good decision. I the problem with that is no. the problem with that argument is is if you do that, you need the emotional state. It's a so you sacrifice that bit of intelligence to be able to exist in the world and the context of the world that you're in. 
you can't have either one exclusively. No, so yeah, this that's, is the that's, problem. That's the thing. like where Stoics, you get those YouTube Stoics, yeah, and oh, they got God, it wrong. Yeah. Where like again, when you're not about, even real Stoics because if you go back wait, wait, in time, Stoicism is a no, whole different thing. But that, like the Romans understood Stoicism was within. It was the also body. spiritual. You, believe it, it or not, they, yeah, they understood it was with feeling. Yeah, you can't just be like, and the YouTube Stoics are like it was oh, related to their gods as well. You separated. From yeah. your emotional state, which is yeah, yeah. the way, wrong way, you can't logic your way out of um, depression. You have to feel. No, to exactly. Get out of it. Yeah, hundred exactly. percent. Yeah, um, but I mean, like, do you get the, where, I'm, where I'm coming from? With but that? like, well, yeah, I heard about the the slavery thing for example. Like, like I mean, at what point do we know it, is it? Written? There's that Google thing. Uh, That's inevitable year, with this now. Where well, the, the, the AI said I am sentient, and the guy released it, and then Google fired the dude because I'm like, <laughs> how do you know? But dude? that's where we're going, and there's no way around that. But because I, I don't, I see. This is why I don't think it is sentient because you've just you've developed. It's a very sophisticated program, I and mean, that's what AI is. It, this augmented intelligence we've made. And what are it's, you then? I'm a biological result the of the Big Bang. <laughs> I don't know what's the difference. Uh, well. Yeah, the fact is, I can go out and make free will decisions. This AI is just like it's been programmed to do a certain thing. Like, yeah, but you've been programmed. Okay, not in the same way. No, I'm a bit more sophisticated. I'm way more sophisticated. Than yeah, but AI. eventually that's going to be as sophisticated as you. And then what? Like how? How long? How long do you keep denying oh, okay. its existence? In the this world? is the difference. We are the long evolutionary process. AI is developed by humans. Exactly. That's, that's exactly right, and that is exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, it's a, if it is, if it is conscious, it's retarded. <laughs> <laughs> But no, but no, that's exactly it. And that's why it will not be as far-reaching as people say that it will. I'm not denying that it will be utilised in ways that are going to be far-reaching, but that's not the major point. It's happening before us right now. Let me talk about the actors of Right Strike, which is happening right now. Like in America, they got the SAG-AFTRA and the Mm. Writers Guild um, against the Alliance of Motion Picture and the television producers. Mm. And they're, they're protesting against the use of... AI. I don't mm. know if you know of the show Snowpiercer. I've never seen it. I think no. it's on Netflix or some sort of stream website. And they, mm. um, and in that uh, that's TV series, what they've done is got all the actors in and screened them, like and done like sort of motion capture, got them to talk a little bit. And they've already done a couple of TV series already. I think they're on the third. Mm. And the actors didn't know why they were doing this. And then what they're doing is they're using this so they can, if the actors go on strike, they can just make the TV series anyway. And what? Yeah, well, why, that's underhanded in many ways. I oh, think, the whole uh, hist- yeah. whole history of Hollywood and TV is is one of exploitation. It's I don't watch Hollywood movies hardly anymore. Yeah, no, I, I like. I can't. I can't. I very find it very difficult to sit down and watch one. It's not for necessarily the yeah. moral reasons, although they are troubling. It's it's because it's become so out of touch with where people are. Oh, there's agendas it, to it. It's so yeah. bad, yeah. honestly. It's so bad. And so, like, yeah, with like the the model before, which was the network model, like we um, saw Mrs. Red watching uh, Grey's Anatomy <laughs> earlier. With those oh, type of TV shows, <laughs> is like after, after again after the Second World War, America, like everyone sat down in front of a TV, a color TV, and then obviously that spread across the world. And what the TV did was to draw you in, to capture your attention, so you could sell ads to you. And a lot of these uh, network shows were built around the, the the sponsors. So in America, it's mainly cars, and the cars, oddly enough, came out in like autumns. That was tend to be the schedule, mm. autumns or winters. And so, 
uh, with uh, these network shows, they're like 24 episodes or they're like half the year, essentially. Yeah. That's great for a writer. And a writer would be there from the writer's room and a lot of them would hang over and still be writing with the actors as they do their scenes because an actor might be like, I feel this about the actor. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And so, so that's good, right? That's what it was for. What that meant is like there was stable income and you could make good money out of the royalties or mm. the residuals, as they say. Yeah. Um, and what's happened at the moment... Now, is with the streaming model, it's completely ruined it for actors. There's no real career path for actors. Uh, sorry, actors. With the writers, is that they uh, they go from the writer's room to being like a producer or even a showrunner. They don't get that experience anymore because they'll, the, they'll do the writer's room mm. and then the episodes tend to be shorter. They tend to be like six um, episodes long or eight episodes long, so it's not 24. And so these writers are getting also less in residuals because these streaming model contracts are... Uh, complete skew if so for example in friends if you were a writer of friends whenever a network of any kind picked that up you'd get royalties every time that was played but if you sell it to a streaming company let's just call it mr red's fun box mr red's fun box please don't call it that (laughs) please i've just i've christened it coming to you next year mr red's fun box has just bought the rights to uh, friends but it buys it in one batch so over three years over three years a writer could get a a good income but it's like it's bought in a batch and then it's over a rather than like three years and you get like a decent wage each year 24k alone from that um each year Mm. you get 400 like dollars or pounds across like two years three years it's quite a ridiculous model so that's why the writers are arguing against it the, the actors are as I say said a moment ago I've mentioned is they got the the whole scanning going on and and what they're NVIDIA want yeah. to be able to be in a position so NVIDIA are a chip company and they're very big on AI I think the other day China's offered 20 billion for chips now chips are going to like computer chips are going to be worth a lot in, as the time goes on. They are anyway. They are at the moment. Like Taiwan, for example, was the hotbed for it. And if China go to war with Taiwan, <laughs> we're all screwed, guys, because the computer chip's going to go down. And the only ones you can get from Russia after that, like really cheap ones. And um, yeah, so NVIDIA have got this vision of to be able to make a TV show within like you know, seconds. So you know the idea you go on ChatGPT and you go, write me an essay, mm. put it this way, why Febreze is the best smell in the world i don't give you like a 500 word essay right right or i give you points what take that idea of where you just give a prompt you go to mr red's fun box streaming service and you go i want a film where matt damon shoves a lemon up his bum and he jumps out of a plane and he solves all the world economic situations within that flight in that jump and it will give you it. That's just obviously an extreme exaggeration, but the idea is that you give it a prompt and it produces this film for you. There's a Black Mirror episode on this, basically, where you just... Oh, I don't know. Get that, on that show. I, I haven't seen... I've only seen one episode of a new season, by the way. I'm not going to lie show. to you. Like, I get why people like it. Do you know why I don't like it? I don't, oh, that? that sounds miserable. But You are miserable. It's because... How dare you? No, 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 it's not that. It's because, like... It doesn't end properly. It annoys me because it's almost like the writer knows he's being a bit pretentious. Like, yeah. and I'll, I'll I'll back that up a little bit. So, something like bad will happen at the end, and then it's like an, I say this with horror movies as well. And it's like an imperfect ending, and it's there to like make you think about like, oh, this is what could it could Ooh. be like. But I'm just like, open to a sequel. yeah. But then I'm yeah. just like, 
Yeah, but it's not because then the story goes on. You know <laughs> no, what I mean? That's, that's like, the story that... doesn't just end with that. And it's like, oh yeah, this is what could be. But it's not like it's a, it's a, the the forever battle is just never ending. Yeah. Like, and it's like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to like just write the ending. <laughs> that's what I get. Ending, that's what right? I get like with a lot of the Black Mirror episodes. It's like just conclude it, conclude the story. Yeah, don't leave me like, oh, well, I just want to think about it because it doesn't make no, me that's... think about it. It just makes me think about why you failed. <laughs> like, just end the bloody episode <laughs> with an ending instead of trying to be like, oh, I, I don't, you know, I don't I'm trying so to be that. trying to be smart, make you think. It's like, no, why don't you just be honest? You couldn't think of an ending. That's all it is. That's yeah. why I can't watch it because I get infuriated. I just like end a damn episode. No, all right. I, no, I, okay. I, I, so they did end an episode where uh, there's remember, a few they, they have. Yeah. So yeah, I, where they've actually been able to general, properly write an ending on something. The, I think past the first Netflix funded um, Black Mirror series. Yeah, I think it goes a bit off field, but that's my opinion on Black Mirror. But um, to go back to the actors thing as well, is that extras have been scanned. And then yeah. putting it, so they're not getting their rights, and you're basically your image rights just sold over. You have got a Rogue One, what's his name? Um, Pete Cushion, 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 yeah, Cushion, yeah. He was uh, like put into it through AI, and yeah. like, uh, uh, what's um, Leia? Yeah, she was in one of them after she died. Yeah, you know that's happening. Um, because I think that was before I, she died. Hollywood um have been using AI since like the early two thousands. It's, it's been there for quite a while and they're doing it to write scripts and it's getting better at better writing scripts and you're but you're getting like the CEO of Disney what's his name Bob Iger 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 I don't know what we call him um, good old Bob he's making like 30 million dollars a year and he's saying like the writers and actors demands sort of really saying like we don't want to be replaced by robots can we have the dignity of working please they're, he's saying like it's just unreasonable and and uh, like a lot of these uh, that, you'll be a real horrible Bastard turn around and say, oh, Look at those people trying to get decent conditions in their workplace. Yeah. How unreasonable. Here's my $12 million. There's some people that you'd really just want to get hold of, don't you? And, and, be, like, and be like, You're no longer required. Yeah, yeah. In, in this economy, you're We're no longer required. Thank you very take much. your money, please. Here's uh, the bottom of the step again. You start. <laughs> again. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's just yeah. what you want to do to people like that, isn't it? And, and it's like, also got to bear my Go to writers, jail. Do like... not pass go. <laughs> do not collect $12 million. <laughs> like, that's where like the USSR theme tune comes into the theme tune. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. No, no, but like, no, the, uh, uh, the thing is with like also writers as well and actors is they have to go to New York and LA in general to get jobs, which are expensive places. So it's, it's very expensive. Are, yeah. yeah. Like, um, so this is like a creative balance because you'll get a lot of like, so you take your tours of the world, like a Christopher Nolan film looks a certain way and sounds a certain way. And has a certain dialogue, Tarantino, you, when you watch Tarantino films, you know, it's a Tarantino film. What I'm getting at there is like an author's voice, like a human's Do creative you know, voice. Again, I said earlier about Hunter S. Thompson, you need his voice to, for AI to make but it, that, the thing is, to replicate. Exactly, but that's... So that's why you want people to make the film. But this is what I'm trying to say. And, like, and, yeah. But this is the thing I'm trying to say. Okay. That intelligence doesn't come first because, like you say, you had to have the person there, right? So you had to have the person there. And then when people say, well, what about when that machine makes another machine? It's like, yeah, but then there's replica fading. So that answers itself as well. So all of these people, I, the thing is, what you're trying to say is like all these people that are utilizing these things, this, this AI to get what they want, uh-huh. it will do a full circle on them. Because this is the thing with, because it is, it's nature. That's the way it works. If you use something for violent ends, I think it's a worse word. If you use something for violent ends, which is no. what they're ultimately, yeah. a lot of them are trying to do yeah. in selfish ways, 
though, sorry, violent means, they will have violent ends and it mm. will return on you. Mm. And my point of that, and, I, and I, there's been so much sci-fi written about it, and sci-fi always leads the way of where technology will end up. Yeah. And there's so many sci-fi writings that literally say with robots and AI that eventually they will just come back and try and turn on the people that are trying to make them do things, <laughs> which is exactly what will happen. It's, it, it, there's I, the, the, I, the thing is, I, I know you're trying to say it with all the utilization. I completely understand it, but I, I think for me, it's that's none of that's an issue. Like for example, like I gave you the example earlier, if you get a driverless car, you're still going to need the car driver inside of it, and that will be a law, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And that's that. So at that point, but you're, all the things that you think you're going to lose, no, no, you're did, not going but to didn't lose. Did you see the? Uh, is it in San Francisco? They they had the the driverless taxi. Yeah, so you that's, can. What that's I'm going to say is, around without I'm trying, in it until yeah, it picks what, someone up. What I'm trying to tell you is, is that it's like here in the UK. That's illegal to do that for now. No, no, it is. It's it's illegal yeah, for now it's to have illegal. a driverless car. For you, now it is. I don't think in the long run, like if you got a big enough company, it'll be fine. They, no, they, no, they'll, no, they'll no, lobby no, that's, against that's, it. No, but you can't lobby against law. Case law doesn't work that way. No, no. For example, case law works on the basis of something will happen. Mm-hmm. Right, a, a, a judge makes a decision, then it goes up through the different scales of the courts, and the highest court eventually will likely make a decision on that case, yeah. and it becomes case law, and that's the precedence that you get. Now, you can't lobby a judge in that way because it comes on the basis of a case. Right. Now, you can right. you could buy a judge or bias it or whatever, and, and fine, I suppose if you wanted to go to the level. But at the end of the day it would still have to relate to a precedent of case law. You couldn't just bribe a judge to make any judgment. That's not how it works. And that's the point. In the UK, it's very already set, the fact that you cannot have a Tesla that drives itself. Even though it has the option to do that, you can't do it. But But in the US, you can do that. But eventually what will happen is you'll Mm. have a very violent crash. It will come to... Nationwide yeah, knowledge, yeah. and it will go through the court system, and it will likely be ruled that it's illegal to do. Well, we'll have like uh, uh, Roger versus AI. Or, It'll be know, something like, like some that. law, like of course, that, it will, know, and yeah, that's yeah. what will happen over time. Uh, may, maybe, but the the vast amount of money that is in these AI companies, I just see them win. Oh, that's my cynicism of it that they see them winning. No, but, but also, if, what I'm trying to say is, even if they do that, yeah, it won't matter because eventually it will turn on itself. But the AI will run over people. Yeah, it's it. The more you develop it, right? If you're trying to mimic a human being, yeah, then don't don't you're, then don't no, be surprised. You're selective. No, no, no hang on. Wait, wait. If yeah. you if you're trying to recreate a human <laughs> being and in whatever way you want to select or whatever, yeah. don't be surprised when that human being ends up acting like one in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's Why does the it bottom line. Stay in his bedroom. I don't understand. Do you know what I mean? It's like Get off we, that we, we want you to work 24 hours a day, and we've developed you to do so. But we also want you to be able to make good decisions. And the only way you can make good lateral decisions is if we yeah, also yeah. implant some kind of emotional state in you. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you need to be able to make wisdom is knowledge well, and emotion it, that's it and once you do that don't be surprised when it acts like a human being that's and turns why, on you that's just why I don't think it'll ever get to that state because we're just tailoring the tool to the needs of those that develop no, it no but it's Pandora's box you can't stop it it's inevitable that it will if end up build, in that development yeah I mean if you someone somewhere will do it someone's going to mess up it. it's going to be Zuckerberg isn't it? I, I might bet Zuckerberg five pounds to Zuckerberg to basically it, mess it up I think he might because he's very hubristic, isn't it? In, in what I love about Zuckerberg is he never addresses the faults of his ideas. So it's like, oh yeah, Elon what about- Musk is hubristic as well. I think. Oh, Elon Musk is getting the bin. 
But like, uh, <laughs> like I think mean, you had it here first. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get in the bin. Dr. Hard exclusive. Um, yeah, the uh, I just I just find Zuckerberg is just copy like anyone that disagrees with AI is an idiot and he's a fool. And it's just like ah uh, yeah, but what? But hubris about? always stands on itself. It does, and he's just he's a he's a he's a props up tool. But like I I just think that like I. Going back to the point I said earlier with AI is that we've got a big population and soon they're not going to have a lot of jobs for them because the idea of having a steady career throughout your life is going to is not it's not the way it was like say fifty years ago where our parents bought a house by just going down a fair and putting five grand down on it. You might have like like like, yeah, like you, the, thing the, is, the the, the economy has run away and it is very exploitative. On no, the top, but the, the thing is, you might have periods. Bottom. Sorry, you might have periods where that happens, but eventually, again, the the inevitability of the development of it is what in that situation. If we follow your logic through to the end, right, we're going to be in a situation where people like us are sitting around laying like eating grapes <laughs> on like a chaise lounge, while we have these. AI no, robots no, no. who go around and do all our no, work no, for us. No, I love, how, I'd but, love it. No, but how long do they put up with that? <laughs> no, I mean, how, how long? The, the Helots, you, the Helots no, did it. We've done it. I've got one question. No. Would you put up with that? I'm not a robot, mate. No, but would you put up with I put, that? I do put up with it every day. I have to, I have to just take on the daily bullshit. And you don't what, like it. And that's, but what makes but, you think anybody else or anything else would? Why? But the things you, your fault in your argument is that this your saying it hasn't got an emotional state. But Not yet. The AI, no, it doesn't. No. But the AI, so the AI won't have the same feeling that I have. I am a yeah. a bit of organic matter that wants to go around and fuck and eat. <laughs> That's what it wants to do. It wants to, and then when it needs to, it needs to poo and have a wee. That's what it wants to do, and also sleep. I do love sleep. It's so, what, so here's, those are so, my top five. Well, this is this has already been answered, though, hasn't it? So, if you ever watched Star Trek with Data and all the rest of it, I've never seen Star Trek. No, well, he wants to be more like a human being, right? And even though he doesn't need to sleep, he wants to yeah. sleep because not only does he want to feel like a human being, he also wants to experience what sleep is. Yeah. But what makes you think something like that wouldn't want to experience it? Well, that's the thing. That's an outsider looking into something, going, "I want to experience that," but then not just accepting what they are. Which I de- data is an alien. I know he's the logic. You guy. have to accept data is the logic guy. Oh, is that Spock? No, yeah, that's Spock. Yeah. So data. But oh, okay. What I'm trying to say is a lot of these arguments in sci-fi have already been argued decades ago. Oh, of course, but of what's course. happening now is we Asimov. Ha- but no, but this is the great thing about it because we have the people that develop the technology now who don't care about any of that stuff of that came like 20, 30 years ago no. and they think we're imp- it's almost like when people were making the big steamships at the turn of the century like these things can't fail mm. and then like half of them ended up at the bottom of the ocean because they're trying to cre- well they did though and this is the thing like you're creating these because things it's a that you process. have It's no a creative process. Any, any creative process, when you're making a business to writing a song or anything, you have these error moments. When you're making doing an experiment, it's an error. There's lots of errors within it. The thing is, is the scale of what you're doing on. So steamship, you're going to sink some ships. If you make some AI models, you're going to ruin some models. Like some models are not going to be effective. If you write a song, you're going to have some bloody terrible songs. But if you keep go- working on it, you're... Some of us exactly. Right you're going song. exactly the inevitability yeah, of the it, development of it. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're trying to tell. Like, yeah, but I just don't think I. You can't I'm, escape that because it's inevitable. What I'm hearing for you is that it's like you got this consciousness in AI, but at the same time, there's no way emotional. But you're saying that they we're going to basically have like this helot cast of AI. But I don't think that, that is what will happen. The AI because no, DARPA, for example, well, that's set, already what DARPA, they're trying to do. Yeah, it's so, not as if they're not doing that already. 
What do you mean? Well, look at the way day-to-day people domestically are even using AI. They're using it in a way like, oh, make me this. I'll do this. Generate like, me money. Exactly. And, and it's like, well, that is what you're doing. Yeah. And there's no way around that. That is what you're doing. But what about when that thing gets more developed and is able to think for <laughs> itself no, 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 and is able to I, make lateral no, decisions? Where I was going to earlier with like when I was saying brief about like uh, DARPA of uh, maps and then Google Maps and stuff like that, it's like where what is really driving it is these tech companies in the West are being financed by either defense companies as well as authoritarian companies. And that's what's driving the models. Yeah, and, no, hundred percent. I don't yeah. disagree with and, the but, uh, what, of it. I'm not. Yeah, I, and and then <laughs> I just don't think they're going to get sentient. They're not going to get sentient because they're developed to basically be surveillance tools, or in certain things, just basically analyst tools and research no, tools. No, but this is there's the, no, no there's no point this is where, the thing they have to. So you have to. So what they do what because Sorry. the whole thing's a Pandora's box. You have to think about this for a moment. So think about this, right? You have to keep developing it. And the reason you have to do that is because you're trying, you're paranoid, you're trying to stay ahead of everybody else yep. and you want the thing that works the best, as ev- better than everybody else, their model of it. Yeah. And you keep doing it. And then you realise, well, actually, the only way I can be better is if they make their own decisions and they're able to think very smartly. But how do I make them think like that? Well, they can't just work off logic alone because that's not enough. So then we introduce something else and something else and something else. And even There's, though you're not trying to create it inadvertently, you will end up doing it. Nick Bostrom, I think... There's uh, no way around uh, it. So if I've got this correct, I may have butchered this, but the, Nick Bostrom... Puts I've been doing that, that I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that emu- emulation... <laughs> And it's where you have these human-like people with AI intelligence put in within them, and it's that they are uh, they're they're basically tailored to be good workers. But there's going to be a high death, I say, quote unquote, death rate of the emulators because the the AI will be tailored for whatever the market needs, and that's going to change more rapidly and more like skittishly. And this is like I don't. Uh, I, like this this that's a projection that Nick Bostrom. Puts you know, the, I have but, to say I don't know this guy very well, but the thing that he's lacking really is is misunderstanding that chaos exists. I don't think he's misunderstanding. <laughs> I think he's making these projections, and he's not. He's not actually one point saying there's going to be a lot of things that are completely unpredictable that are going to happen, and I'm not accounting for any of them. Yeah. I just because like, the thing is, like with um, AI, it's been scanned to use a lot of data, uh, DNA. Sorry, mm. and with DNA, um, there's a lot of shady stuff. Like these companies, like Ancestry, um, lost a load of data, and was it Twenty Three and Me is another one. They lost a load yeah. of data. Uh, their their companies at the end. They say anytime they're sold, the private data goes over to the next uh, buyer. So like Ancestry. Oh, um, what was that's the a fault of law, really, isn't it? Let's yeah, be honest. yeah, yeah. So ancestry like takes an all your data, your yeah. DNA, and then it it pulls. It made like a billion dollars a year, and then it was sold to Blackstone, which is one of the biggest like finance yeah. firms in the world, for four point seven billion um, dollars. There's and like Blackstone, BlackRock, they're two separate companies that used to come from the same company. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard own eighty eight percent of um, the stock market. They're like a major shareholder on eighty eight percent of the US S and P five hundred. And and these people are just siphoning data and moving it around. And it's the American capital which is like built up the Chinese state sector via Jim Bray. He was the first American. Yeah, I know uh, you've mentioned. Yeah, before, that's yeah. it. That's it. So I don't go too much into that, but he's the yeah. first one built up the the state the tech sector in China. And in, in like again, they they built up the, the the Google, the Facebook, and all that. Those companies have major company um, deals with Israel and India mm. for AI and building up AI resources there. And it's American capital that's building up mm. all these all these institutions. But like they're 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 
they are replacing workers AI over time. And the issue is, is that when we talked on the previous one about UBI, you know, it came from like every decade there's a UBI um argument, uh, universal basic income. And it comes from the idea of a national dividend from C.H. Uh, Douglas. Won't go into that as we talked on another episode. But uh, the UBI is so troubling to me. It, but the, the thing is, when you have a mass layoff, which is going to happen, there will be a mass that's layoff. That's why it's troubling to me. It, it, that's no, no, massively no, troubling because no, no. you're suddenly going to have a massive culture shock and psychological shock to people. No, that's not why it's troubling to me. And there's going to be huge me, unrest. Right. That's, that's, the thing that's, the reason why... That's the chaos of it. No, that's no, the chaos no, 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 it. it's not. It goes far deeper than that. The trouble with it is, this UBI is... That money's being generated still by a workforce, yeah, right. But that workforce isn't receiving it. So the and now it goes deeper than that. So the workforce that is meant to be receiving it that isn't is going to people that don't work and don't actually generate the income in the first place. Okay, mm. and this is what I'm saying. And then you have the development of that workforce over time mm. to a point where all of a sudden, out of nowhere, what we've got an entire race of slavery. <laughs> And it will. That's exactly yeah. where this no, argument no, no, ends. No, because no, no, this is where, like, the question talks about, like, you'll just have this high turnover of AI um, oh, bots. Because no. it takes 15 to 30 years to have a human enter the workforce. In with AI robots, etc., you can just do it overnight. You can replicate. You can no, change you, them. You can you, program, you, reprogram. No, no, it takes a while to train them. It's far deeper course, than that, it, it, it is. Yeah. No, you, no, can, we, you can we, make a basic model go, like that, but it's the, far deeper. And that. also, anyone that's not participating in AI is going to is going to be left behind. And so there's going to be huge companies making a lot of money, and these tech companies going to get way ahead of us. And it depends on if we put votes ahead of money, and oh, sorry, money ahead of votes, and money yeah, it, is no, winning. What, it, what it comes down to is if you put values ahead of whatever they're doing. I know, is that? And I and also, if you listen to some of these like tech geniuses, that, that they're just really crude-minded infants it's just of course they're, they're, I just find some of them very repulsive in their like outlook on life and the, the way they talk about people yeah but that's because they're literally creating future slaves of course they've got to have that of mindset of course yeah yeah they yeah. have to have that like, but they you have you to have like a commodity or interest but you have to have that mindset if you are willing to create potentially something which eventually will be able yeah. to exist on some basis of recognising itself mm-hmm. and you're perfectly fine with millions of them existing and yeah. talking about how you're going to take all of the reward for it, mm-hmm. then you have to have a mindset that's completely horrible. You have to, because there's no way around it. It's funny, have you have You, you have to, to have that mindset. So uh, GPT is run by OpenAI and OpenAI is like Google and Elon Musk finance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, do you know Sam Altman? He's the CEO of OpenAI. Oh, right. If you listen to him in interviews... He talks like ChatGPT. It's hilarious, but yeah. he he's like so he's the co-founder and former president of um, Y Combinator, and that was a mass. It's a, it still is. It's a massive um, incubator for Silicon Valley mm. um, projects. And there's a thing. Have you heard of WorldCoin? Have you come across? No, I haven't. No. Hilarious crypto. Watch out. I'm talking about crypto. So WorldCoin is like <laughs> such a dystopic. It sounds so like creepy. There's this orb. It's a round ball. And I think they, all of it is, but there we are. Yeah, well, that's All another episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so the, this orb, right? They get this orb and they scan people's eyes because what's going to happen in the future is you're going to have to have a certain identity that deciphers you from AI. And one of the ways you can decipher yourself from AI is your biometric data. I'm so glad you brought that up, actually, because yeah. you know when, like, we, the Germans used to, or sorry, the Nazis used to put, like, yellow stars on Jews? Yes. 
It's going to be an interesting technology that is yeah. in the future. <laughs> Do you see what I'm trying to say now? Uh, but no, so with um, yeah, so the, what this they what Worldcoin is doing, which is hilarious, is go around the world. They're scanning people's um eyeballs, mm-hmm. and they're promising them like twenty four dollars worth of Worldcoin. Right. And they're, what they're trying to do is they're trying. Uh, so with what's happening in the future, the valueless your your really your digital identity is going to be tied to AI and surveillance mm-hmm. and um, uh, a UBI. That's sort of like the the projection, and there's evidence for it. And with uh, this, uh, well, what Worldcoin's doing is doing a world ID, and it's a digital passports and right, it's gonna yeah. and so it's gonna what's the difference talked about this before yeah the difference between like google and facebook is that like that requires passwords and all sorts which ai can hack what it can't hack is actual digital like uh, sorry bio data mm. and so they scan all this personal information about people and they're promising a certain amount of world coin and they're saying that like in the future we could potentially make a ubi for people and the thing is there's some issues with it so uh, like kenya i think is the biggest um What's the word? A, a user base of this? They're the, the most amount of people that participated in it. <clears throat> but recently, I think it's this week, literally like a day or two ago, like uh, Kenya's halted Wellcoin from doing stuff because they haven't fulfilled promises. And they've also, um, I, I think it, there's been like a breach of data. And it happened in Indonesia. Oh, shit. Where like, so yeah, like anyone that knows. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't inevitable at all. Yeah, of course. Yeah, whoopsie do. Like this is like, yeah, like one thing with uh, crypto, if anyone's ever interacted with it, is you have a, like a wallet on um uh the internet and that can be hacked and some people in indonesia were using Wellcoin to basically take people just, just buy gold and put it in a safe and uh just, just <laughs> you, you feel better about it trust me gain a commune work together and overthrow the government <laughs> anyway so the, the i don't endorse that particular message on this podcast take a lot of 2cb and just have fun no the the um the, uh the, so uh, so for example the mit there was a tech review from the MIT, um, MIT, of course, and they said there's a huge disparity between what WorldCoin's public message was, uh, like which was like protecting your privacy, etc., and what actually people were experiencing. Anything online you do, just expect no privacy. Oh no, absolutely! Like data. Don't put your money online. Stay away from computers. <laughs> Why are you even here? Why are you listening to podcasts? Go outside. Look at the sun. Anyway, don't look at the sun directly. But they uh, anyway. So like for example. I keep saying, for example, but like Sam Altman says things like, "We're um, this is verbatim." I've been very interested in things like universal basic income and what's going to happen to global wealth distribution. And you know, he's running away of himself there a bit, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's getting away. But look, do you know what's hilarious about Worldcoin? Mm. Um, all the coins that are ever going to exist with Worldcoin, ten percent have gone to full time employees for Worldcoin, and uh, another ten percent went to investors like Andreessen Horowitz, who. Are, can I ask a question yeah. about Worldcoin? And I don't want to yeah. get too much into this, but yeah, what's the value of Worldcoin? It's there isn't defined tokenomics to it, so that means <laughs> you don't know how much it's going to be. Sorry, it's a loaded and, question. Uh, no, no, I'm a, I'm a green view. It's a load of fucking bullshit, mate. Yeah, um, and it's so and so. What it is is so. That for example, if I if it's, I it's a race for data. That's what this world coin's about. It's cool. not about bloody like the crypto thing. That's just a Shazam for Gazy to put your money in his pocket bollocks. But like, what they want is the AI. They, AI needs data, and they're doing it. But they can't do this in places like America and Europe. They can go to places like Kenya, Botswana. They can go to Vietnam and bribe these people into doing it. And a lot of people, when they've set up their wallets, they've lost the coins in some form or another because they. It's just a. It's a dodgy process. It was, it's a complicated process, not dodgy. And also it can be easy hacked if someone knows what they're doing. Um, and yeah, it's just there's few legal protections for these companies to do it. 
and what's hilarious about crypto, there's this facade within crypto. Some people generally believe this, but there's a lot of facade in it where they're like, we want freedom and, you know, do your own oh, research God. and also uh, protect, your, protect your own rights. You don't need to do any research. Buy gold, put it in a safe. <laughs> That's literally how easy it is. I'm serious. Buy gold, put it I'm, like, I'm 100% serious. I'm for buying... If, if, if any of the cryptocurrency returns the value of zero, yeah. if any of the currency that the government prints around the world becomes hyperinflated... Yeah. Gold always carries value regardless of the situation. Buy some gold. Only if put people it in a put safe, in gold, you'll feel better. There's My, always value in it this, because people, no matter who they are, want it. This is Dr. It's, a hub- it's like when a crow looks at a silver ring. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's exactly like that. Though. So you've heard it here first. Mr. Red is a crow. Oh, no, no, no. It, humans, like with crows, they're like really shiny things. With us, we just like the way gold looks. Because we feel, even though intrinsically itself, its utilisation is basically yes. not a lot, it doesn't seem mm. to matter. And I'm backed up by that, by basically the entire amount of human history. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I am. No, I don't. <laughs> From start to finish. And it's still going, so it's not it's finished. It's still going. <laughs> still doing the gold for you. No, I... Um, Oh, what was I going to say? You said about crows. I've lost my point. Oh yeah, this is my financial advice. Okay. This is this is the jit. You buy a load of Freddos. <laughs> oh god. You put them in a freezer. These are chocolate bars for our other listeners around the world. Yeah, if you're from the UK, you know what a Freddo is. But like, we base the economy on the price of one. Uh, yeah, if if they the start Freddo, at five p, and now they're like, p. I remember them when they're like two p actually. Two p. Yeah, yeah. That's do you like remember, 20, do you remember when the caramel Freddos? The, today we have caramel Freddos. The premium. But they Freddos. were. <laughs> Taz bars. It was a Taz bar back in the day. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, it br- blows your mind. But yeah, so if you just put a load of these in a freezer, mm. give it 10, 20 years, it's probably going to be the price of like... You've made about two pounds. <laughs> Don't just put one in there. Buy a load. <laughs> it's like, we call it Freddo coin. Anyway, no. Yeah. Freddo coin. Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, basically in, in general, like the, the, this digital ID is, is not just like, it's not just with Sam Altman, who's the runner of open AIs, but it's like, fucking incubators and stuff like that for do you know what let's let's sort of uh, let's now so it's been about what two hours ten minutes two hours oh, ten minutes oh Jesus Christ has, so, we need to do a second part sir yeah you know what let's just nail down where exactly that you we, we are uh, we are in North Korea no 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 you always try and avoid this part so okay I'll go first I think that it's not as far reaching as people like to make out well I agree on that part and I also think that it comes with many problems that people, especially the people that are creating it, aren't even trying to foresee. Like, even with the philosopher that you mentioned, he he is not taking into account the absolute chaos that is going to occur. I would recommend reading this book. It's it's all right. It's called Superintelligence. It's all right. It's it's not like, it's not, I'm not there. The thing is, I'm not not agreeing with everything he's saying. I'm just, it's interesting. I just like people that understand chaos because they understand the nature of reality. And obviously the nature of reality is moving away from chaos into order. But the fact of the matter is you have to understand chaos because it's the fuel that's moving towards the order. Interesting. Yeah. So, if you don't understand the unpredictability, is, is that where we are? Then are we talking about chaos and fuel order? I think that's what the AI argument is, though. And I think because people think it's going to like be high logical and highly ordered, <laughs> they're not taking into account the fact that it's going to be complete bloody chaos. Well, you know what? <laughs> I didn't realize it was two hours and ten minutes. It's flown it by is. Me. It's crazy. But, yeah. Like I'm sure for anyone that has got this far, it's, <laughs> it's been. This is me and you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an ordeal but like 
I, I, this, I, I think we need to have a second part at some point. I don't know. Oh, we, yeah. we, we, That's maybe, why I was trying to get a concluding point from you. Well, a, try, a concluding point is what I said at the start. Algorarchy, okay. bitch. We're going to have an algorarchy. So you think it's going to be run by AI? Our economy run by AI, effectively, in some form or another. We'll just be really lazy and then um, we'll have like a super elite, uh, wealthy elite that exploit the poor. And uh, we'll have a creative class, though, which will be run on UBI. Very desperate YouTubers and TikTokers for centuries So you come. don't see... We, the, you we see... have a dopamine war where mass, mass depression, mass anxiety, and what really people need to do is take a load of magic mushrooms, get out there, be a commune, enjoy life, create music, have a so have on, a little bash hang, in the hang bedroom. On a minute, hang on a minute. So, Not by yourself, so do you? So you, you really don't believe at all that they will become self-aware at some point? I don't believe AI will get, become self-aware. I don't believe AI will come. So I don't think we're smart I have to say, to. I've got to tell you, to a certain point, that's a religious view. And I'll explain that. I'll explain that. <laughs> Give me a second. No, no. We'll go for another hour, ladies no, and gentlemen. No, no, no. I'll explain it very quickly. Because yeah. if you say they can't become self-aware because they're not natural in the universe, yeah. that's a religious statement. Because what you're saying is you need a soul to be able to back that statement up. Yeah. I, which I, is a religious I, point. I, I, um, I, don't, I don't know if soul's the right. I, no, but that but is I, the... It's, no, it's the, if you bear the argument down... You need, the, you need a vessel for consciousness... Like a vessel oh, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. It's but like a battery. Do, but where does consciousness energy? come from? Oh, like that's where the soul comes in. That's the problem with the argument. Well, that's that's the. That's so they're the, going to be the, soulless the... husks, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, that's a religious viewpoint, <laughs> and there we are. <laughs> I just I disagree with your statement. I'm just trying to make us like. No, no, like... I'm not trying to get you. I'm just saying that is a religious viewpoint because you're basically saying they can't be alive because they don't have a consciousness and soul. Basically, they don't have the. <laughs> I mean, I'm jumping from consciousness to soul, I know, but I'm try- what I'm trying to say is the consciousness has to come from something else outside of you, is what I'm trying to say. And you're saying they can't have it. But it's also a contradicting argument because you're saying you need the vessel to be alive to have consciousness, but they have the vessel. So why can't consciousness come into them? And there we are. This is the problem. And this is what I'm saying. It's perfectly I say we'll in leave that it, regard. I say we'll leave it on that. <laughs> if it's per- yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's perfectly that. logical yeah, yeah. that it can happen, even in logic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good way to end. I think you're. That's right because yeah, we've yeah. we've we've gone on a very long time. I don't mind going for another two hours, but I, I think maybe I not for everyone else. It's it's already like what in Pyongyang? It's one o'clock in the morning. Oh no, you're way beyond that. It's got to be like. Let's not dis- let's not disclose that. Also, what I want to be a big reveal, we were going to save it, but like this whole podcast hasn't been Mister Ed and Doctor None. This is just a complete AI fabrication. This is completely <laughs> we put we put our voices into a machine, and this is what came out. They took all the data of our bullshit we've talked about before, and this is what's happened. Yeah, this maybe, has yeah. been driving to a leader, and this has been Doctor Onan with Mister Ed. <laughs> Until next time. Are you trying to have the final word? Do you know what? We haven't even talked to chat, chat, B, uh, chat GPT either. Oh, we, we're actually talking to chat Should GPT. Should we do five minutes of that? What, what are we saying in chat? I don't know. I don't want to say chat GPT. Okay, let's say, let's say, so let's say, let's say, do you have emotions? Let's see what it says. All right, it's just so we you know, know Jen, Mr. Red is literally typing into a computer to chat GPT. No, here we go. No, I do not have emotions or consciousness. I am a machine learning model designed to process and generate text base and patterns in the data I've been trained on. While I can simulate conversations and provide information, I do not experience emotions, thoughts, or awareness like humans do. Is there something else you'd like to know or discuss? That's kind of the response we expected, I think. Of course. What about could emotions be constructed? I've forgotten how to spell constructed. 
con C U N T construct inside of inside of you. Now that's a good question. Okay. What's no human. Oh my god, it's written loads. No emotions cannot yes. be constructed inside of me or any other machine learning model. Emotions are complex psychological and physiological experiences that arise from the inter. I can make it disagree with itself here, by the way. Make it disagree with Hang itself on. then. Of biological, such as the human brain, nervous system, hormones. Well, I can. Then it goes on to explain why it doesn't have them. But the thing is, if I ask it a question now of what about if we replicated all of the complex physiological and psychological experiences, wouldn't you have emotions? Or I bet you it disagrees with what it just said. Uh, okay, wait a minute. Let's, let's see what happens. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. Hang on. If I... I reckon constructed... Constructed complex... Uh, psychological and physio... It wrote this a lot faster than me, by the way. Yeah, because it's AI. It's much better than humans. They can smell, so... Yeah. Physiological experiences. I can't smell at all, can I? Experiences inside of you. Would you not technically... Would you not technically be able to create emotions in s- yeah we happy with that all right just say that just in one fluent sentence for this no? if construct oh sorry hang on i'm glad oh, i read that easy peeps lad <laughs> if i constructed complex psychological and physiological experience inside you would you not technically be able to create emotions we happy with that okay yeah yeah, yeah maybe I can't. I can't read the screen from here. Oh my god! It's literally oh, just right fair, this, about five paragraphs. That's all right. That's okay. Um, construction complex psychological and physiological experiences, including emotions inside a machine like me, would be highly speculative and ethically complex endeavor. It didn't say it couldn't do it, even though before it said it it couldn't do it. Yeah. This is what I'm telling you. So while it might be possible to simulate. And that's ultimately how we, you can work out if it's mimicking, isn't it? Because you can make it disagree with what it just said. Yeah. You know what I mean? While it might be possible to simulate certain <laughs> aspects of emotions through advanced programming and simulations, it's important to note that true emotions in humans are the result of intri- interactions within the human brain, nervous system, and body. Even if you were to create a highly sophisticated simulation of emotions of a machine, it would still fundamentally lack the subjective experience and consciousness that characterize human emotions. So basically what it's trying to say is, it's, no, I wouldn't be able to have a soul. Basically, if we're, if we're that divine spark, yeah, basically, that's what I'm trying to say, isn't it? Mm. But I could probably make it disagree with that again. I could probably say something. What about if I created that human brain, a complete copy of human brain, put it inside of you? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's then surely. I mean, and people would say, Well, you've got a human, but I'm talking about like a machine that's, that's human brain, isn't it? Yeah, I'm talking about a machine, I'm not talking about like a, a machine human brain that I've completely constructed that no, works no, exactly like a human yeah. brain. You're talking about a brain, in but it. then I've still got a machine that runs. Like an emotional human being. That's what I'm saying. Someone will create that. But the, yeah, the transhumanism argument is a, a big one. Oh, Jeffrey Epstein loved that one. What? Honestly, Jeffrey Epstein funded a lot. I didn't know about that, and Je- I don't Jeff- fundamentally agree with that man. So <laughs> just to get I'm just saying, you're in the same ballpark as. <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, seriously. No, no, but no, like, no, no, that idea that the philosophical is trans. Who's trans- but someone will do it. It's, it's an idea of putting, like, yeah, like consciousness in the machine mm. or, like, you know. 
And that's the chaos. That's the bit of chaos in this argument, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're already partially there. They argue, like, because of phones, how much we put onto phones, how much, like, mm. thought we put onto phones. It's like we're already partially... Uh, it says here, emotions and humans are tied to consciousness, self-awareness, and biological processes that go beyond what current AI technology can achieve. So yeah. it's yeah. basically left it open saying, yeah, it is. But I think it's, that's not said it's not possible, even though it did say it at the start with. Yeah, yeah. So you can kind of make it disagree with itself a little bit. And I guess that's the flaw of it at the moment, isn't it? Is that my family... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Just so you know, that he minimised ChatGPT, and there was BBC iPlayer. I've my been family. watching it. It's I haven't seen show. that in years. I know it's great. It's still good. Yeah, dude. That, really yeah. Good. When Nick left, though, it was, it was like Steve Crowell leaving the office. It just sort of goes downhill a bit. No, I still think it was pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, do you know what? Let's yeah. wrap this up. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, thank you for listening to Drive Me to Your Leader. <laughs> you like we about- <laughs> we have been <laughs> driven all the way to the leader today. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I think I'd better wrap it up because <laughs> it sound, sounded like you were trying to do some like weird, suave thing that just. I'm not gonna. Have, I'll be kind to you. It just wasn't coming off. No, no, no. no. It's more like Vincent Price. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Sorry, Mr. Red. After you. What? <laughs> Go on. Eh? Well, thanks very much for coming today. I think yeah, we've uh, talked about a lot of things and we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll hope for I, the best. I, if I die from a Saudi shake, uh, we all know why. Don't, because I've been getting this Asian caller that keeps calling me <laughs> and like I keep getting voicemails and it sounds like a Hong Kong dialect. I'm not an expert, but that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It sounds yeah, like yeah. it's definitely Mandarin, right? Right, right. Because you can tell the difference between that and Japanese or something, can't you? It's a bit of a difference. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's hard for us. We're on the other side of the world, but from what I can hear, I can think it's it's Mandarin, right? Anyway, Fluent I keep Mandarin. getting that, so I'm a little bit worried. There's like the Chinese government that are after me, to be honest. Yeah, I have said some disparaging things about the Chinese. So mine was worse than yours, though. Yeah. Like, I literally said they were going to fail, and I didn't say it just once either. So, <laughs> you know how they get? They're very paranoid states. They're so going to call me a cool. dissident. Yeah, I mean, with your influence, yeah, no wonder why. Yeah, they're you know what you. I mean. Yeah, yeah my yeah. world-renowned podcast. Yeah. <laughs> But the thing is, you're Mr. Red. Maybe you're going to get away with it. Lucky colour. No, I'm going to go walk out this door in a bit and just get one straight to the rib. That'll be it. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks very much. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. Happy Endeavour